Here we are. I'm Hadley, internal medicine. Dr. Lafong, communicable diseases. Dr. Boyer, bacteriology. And Dr. Stinson, Marston and Gill of the Northampton Trauma Institute. And Dr. Ian House of the Zurich Relief Fund. These are our newly arrived surgeons, Drs. Trowbridge and... Doctor? 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 And Doctor. Well, we miss anyone? Doctor who? Doctor! Doctor! No one's ever made me quiver in such a way. That was really something. I'd like to make you feel as good. If you let me. misunderstood soft drink, but not for long. Yeah, but that's not really British. Welsh to Welsh to England is like Mexico to like America. <laughs> it's like the, it's like the fucking it's like the loser, you know, part of England of the UK. Yeah, well, it might be the <laughs> I like inciting all the all the UK <laughs> geek fights fans. That's well, Chris Mitchell's like, it, fuck yeah. <laughs> seeing as this part probably won't make the episode. <laughs> Do you say this part probably won't make the episode just to make me does. put it in? Well, no. <laughs> but it's funny, the thing when I say this part won't make the episode, I say that like three or four times an episode. <laughs> It's just one of those. One of them will be right. Right. Unless I release the entire unedited recording. Which won't happen because maybe. (laughs) Maybe three hours long. (laughs) Let's uh, let's, uh, let's do a show and shit. Let's do it. Oh, la 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 la. Me, 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 me. Me, ba, ba, ba. Oh. <coughs> anyway, that shit's gonna make the fucking show. God damn it, Mike! Welcome to Geek Fights, the Ponzi scheme of podcasting. I wait. You put a question mark as opposed to an apostrophe. I'm David Shaw. With me, as always, is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, what are we fighting about tonight? Well, tonight's topic is best doctor. 
So uh, who's joining us tonight? Well, uh, this evening, afternoon, morning, whenever you're listening to us, we've got Alan all jacked up and doing the Harlem shuffle in the mail room, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we've got Chuck Farrell. Hey, yo. And because Josh Month, I'm almost positive. I can't remember exactly, but Josh Month was lacking any female presence whatsoever. Uh, we've got Christy Woke. I love how brief, like you almost could have been just a high pitched dude with the how brief you were on your hay. Hey. <laughs> so, how do our fights work? Mike? <laughs> well, each of our panelists uh, has chosen six of their favorite doctors, any kind of doctor, as long as they are a doctor of something somehow. Uh, we throw in two more chosen by Geek Fight staff to bring it up to 32. We randomly match them up and drop them into tournament style brackets, which you can download from our website at geekfights.net. We each cast our vote, give our reasons, and the winner of each fight moves on to the next round. This continues until someone is crowned the best doctor. Uh, as always, there are no wrong answers on Geek Fight, so you can use any rationale you want. How you define the best doctor is entirely up to you. It can be uh, sensible and intelligent or crazy and weird and personal or anything in between. That's what we call Geek Logic, and good Geek Logic has been known to sway votes. So choose your argument wisely. All right. Uh, oh, oh! This part of the script. It's start to a uh, time to start the fights. You put question marks as opposed to apostrophes. No, what that's, that's how it? It, uh, it it converted when I exported it out of. Oh, uh, okay. Pages okay. for the iPad. I, I apologize. Then that's just weird. Anyway, uh, let's start the fights. Alan, this one is yours. It is Doctor Strange versus the only Doctor on the list that doesn't have a Doctor title, but they are a Doctor. It is the EMH from Voyager. Ooh, man. Um, okay, Doctor Strange. I'm not. A, I'm not really up on my comic books. That's Marvel or DC guy. Yes, Marvel. Okay, I don't. I, you know, I, I never. I remember seeing him, and he always fought Spider Man. Right? Is that? Well, I can't remember. I think. I, I think I loosely remember him from the '70s comic book era. Um, and every time he was in a comic book. Uh, that comic book, you know, issue with with Spider Man, it was always kind of like, eh, kind of a letdown, you know, type of a deal. But the uh, the EMH from Star Trek Voyager is the star, arguably even more popular than Seven of Nine, and uh, a super favorite for this uh, for this episode. So I'm I'm choosing the EMH, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, vote for the emergency medical hologram, Mike. Uh, I am going to vote for Doctor Strange. Um, while I agree that uh, the EMH is a, a great character, a great doctor, and the best part of Deep Space Nine, uh, Doctor Strange is the master of the mystic arts. He is the sorcerer supreme. Uh, he is uh, immensely powerful, created by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. Uh, he's basically the big gun magic user of the Marvel Universe. Uh, I love the Marvel uh, magic uh, stuff. All, you know, all of it. And uh, I love the, the magic users. He's got a big funky ass red cape, uh, some cool jewelry and, uh, and a, a kick-ass little Fu Manchu must mustache. So uh, I'll vote for Dr. Strange. Uh, vote for Dr. Strange. Christy. Um, well, I'm not going to lie. I don't know much about Dr. Strange though. I do enjoy the artwork of Steve Ditko. But I'm voting for EMH 
just because Robert Ricardo is so awesome, and I know we're not voting for the actors or anything, but I, I, I think I'm, I might rather watch an episode of Voyager than read a Doctor Strange comic. Sorry. A uh, vote for the EMH. Uh, I, I did mention right off the bat that he's the only doctor that doesn't have the name Doctor. And uh, for that reason and that reason alone, I'm going to vote against him. Uh, not that the image isn't the best part of Voyager, Mike. I mean, he's on Deep Space Nine once. He was on as, well, Dr. Lewis Zimmerman, the guy who programmed him. Right. But See, I can't even say. Uh, v- 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 <laughs> okay. Uh, he can't say the name. But I voted for Dr. Strange because Dr. Strange is quite badass. And in a physical battle. Uh, Dr. Strange wins because he's actually physical. It is all tied up. It comes down to you there, Chuck. Which one takes the win? Oh, EMH. Come on. Yeah, yeah I'm going with EMH. I put him on the list, actually. And uh, technically, his name simply was The Doctor. Uh, EMH was, uh, you know, another name for him, too. And, uh, yeah, Rob Picardo is the fucking man. Um, and uh, basically, he's one of the saving points of uh, Voyager. Uh, just a really great character. Very interesting. He started off as kind of small character and developed into something unexpectedly awesome. Um, and I love Doctor Strange, but I got to go with the EMH. And the EMH is into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is the ninth Doctor from, well, Doctor Who. Uh, that would be Christopher Eccleston versus Doctor Frankenstein. Uh, I will vote for Dr. Frankenstein. Uh, Eccleson was not, I, I, I liked him. I thought he did a good job. Um, and, uh, but you know, he was only doctor for one season. Uh, it's not my favorite of the modern doctors and, uh, Dr. Frankenstein is iconic ding. Um, you know, he's the great example of the doctor that fucks around with things that he shouldn't and winds up paying the price. Uh, vote for Dr. Frankenstein. Christy. Yeah, this was hard for me too. Uh, um, Christopher Eccleston, the ninth doctor, is my favorite of the new doctors, but mostly because he's like a super tragic Tom Baker, <laughs> which I really, I'm, I'm a Tom Baker fan. Um, but uh, Dr. Frankenstein, classic mad doctor archetype, uh, been rehashed a million times based on this one person i think i'm gonna go for dr frankenstein another vote for frankenstein uh yeah it's gotta be frankenstein just because anytime somebody does something a little weird scientifically they get called dr frankenstein like it 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 has affected everybody from the from the 1860s 70s when is dr frankenstein created 1860s 70s i I know that's when uh the 1800s yeah the 1800s from that point on Anybody doing weird pseudoscience like uh, uh, testing radiation or vaccines or uh, uh, what's, what's some other scientific breakthroughs that happened because people were being Dr. Frankenstein. Uh, yeah, I, I've got to go with Dr. Frankenstein. Chuck? Yeah, I'm going to agree. I'm going to go with Frankenstein uh, as well. Um, I like the ninth doctor. Uh, he only lasted for like a season. Uh, I think uh, he was good. but. Um, uh, Doctor Who always wins everything in these uh, geek fights, so I'm going with Frankenstein. Uh, another vote for Frankenstein and Alan. Uh, you guys are all completely incorrect here. It, okay, Fra- Frankenstein's like okay, but 
for basic for the basic reason that he does not deserve a clean sweep, I'm going for the ninth doctor, uh, Christopher Eccleston. Simply the, how big Doctor Who is today is directly the rebirth of Doctor Who came from Christopher Eccleston. If it wasn't for him, uh, we wouldn't have the new Doctor Who's with uh, all the new guys and Torchwood and all that crap. Um, and frankly, Dr. Frankenstein's popular in the 1800s because they were so stupid back then, that's all they could come up with. So fuck them. Ninth Doctor. A vote for the Ninth Doctor, but Dr. Frankenstein is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Christy, this one is yours. It is Dr. Horrible versus Dr. Pepper. Okay, this is really hard, and this is going to be for a stupid reason. I've never seen... Um Dr. Horrible because I hate musicals and I never want to ever, 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 ever watch it. And I hate Dr. Pepper. So what should <laughs> I go with? <laughs> uh, musical or super sugary soda drink? Uh, I guess I'm going to go for Dr. Pepper, but I can be swayed. Uh, you don't need to be swayed. Vote for Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I love Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. I love Dr. Pepper. Uh, I, I dislike colas in general. I am not a fan of them. So I, I, I don't generally drink brown pop. Uh, but when I do, it's either Dr. Pepper or root beer. And uh, I do like Dr. Pepper because I'm a pepper. And I like those weird shirts. And uh, for a short period of time, uh, you could go to the Dr. Pe uh, Dr. Uh, pepper website and, and it would, you could get something to say, like, I'm a Holocaust denier pepper like like you could like make t-shirts <laughs> and then have the dr pepper logo on it yeah. <laughs> because they have the ima and then you, you put everything on, but now they actually edit the shirts but there's there's i'm a holocaust denier out there and the dr pepper font and stuff like that so i i've, I've got to go with uh, uh dr pepper i love you chuck um dr horrible what is he from Joss Whedon's <laughs> Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going with Dr. Pepper. Uh, you can't touch the subtle complexities of the 23 flavors, Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alan? Uh, I'm voting. Uh, I'll, I'll bring out my Dr. Pepper power in the next round. But I, Dr. Horrible, I thought was Dr. Strange. So <laughs> I'm also going with Dr. Pepper. Another vote for Dr. Pepper, Mike? Uh, I'm going to vote for Dr. Horrible. Uh, I love Dr. Horrible sing-along blog, and uh, I am not a pepper. I don't understand how you people can drink that shit. Uh, One sip at a time. He, I guess he prefers Pib, I, I, I guess. I don't know. Everybody loves Mr. Pib. I'm a cola man. Fuck cola. Dr. Pepper is moving on, and we're on to our next fight. Uh, it is Dr. Doom versus the 11th Doctor, and I don't know why his name just popped out of my head. What's his name again? Matt Smith. There we go. It Matt just, Smith. Just popped right back in. Uh, Dr. Doom has won a geek fight. Uh, Matt Smith, at least for me, has won a geek fight. Uh, because, you know, the doctor has won a geek fight. Or what's Both of them have won multiple geek fights. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, God damn it. I'm just voting against Dr. Who today. I, 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 for whatever reason, I don't want to vote for Dr. Who. Even though the 11th doctor is my absolute all-time favorite doctor. I'm going to vote against him. I'm going to vote for Dr. Doom. And I mean doctor as in Dr. Who doctor, not actually Dr. Doctor. Uh, <laughs> doctor, doctor, 
That's the, that's the the break, Mike. That is totally the break from Spies Like Us. Doctor, Doctor, Doctor. Anyway, uh, Chuck? Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Doctor Doom, too. Um, again, nothing against uh, the 11th Doctor, uh, but um, Doctor Doom always has these really great moments uh, uh, where he's saying kind of stereotypical uh, villain kind of statements. Uh, he's like a dictator of his own country. Uh, he's just a really awesome Marvel character, so I got to go with Doctor Doom. Another vote for Doom. Uh, Alan. Okay. <laughs> I'm totally confused between Dr. Doom, Dr. Horrible, and Dr. Strange. Was it Dr. Strange that was uh, Spider-Man's adversary in the comic books? No. No, that would uh, be Dr. Octopus. That would be Dr. Octopus, who is not on the list. Dr. Doom is the Fantastic Four's villain. Oh, okay. Uh... I, I can't get down with Dr. Doom. I, I have to go with Matt Smith. Uh, although he's not my favorite doctor, I just don't have enough backstory on on uh, Dr. Doom. And, and the reason why, this is kind of funny about the show here, when I saw Best Doctor, uh, in my mind, I thought, oh, Best Doctor Who Doctor. Like it, like I saw it listed on the website, on the Geek Fights Facebook uh, page. Like, who you know who wants to get on these fights? Best Doctor. Oh, I mean, oh Doctor Who, I want to get on on that. Put me on for best doctor. And then, <laughs> then when I found it, it was just best doctor, not doctor who doctor. I actually sent Damon a, a message saying, take me off the show. <laughs> but I'm on here anyway. So to <laughs> me, to me, this is best, best doctor who doctor. So I'm going with Matt Smith because Dr. Doom is not a part of the doctor who universe. A vote for the 11th doctor, Mike. Uh, I am totally voting for Dr. Doom. He is one of my all-time favorite uh, comic book villains. I think he's one of the best uh, Marvel Comics villains, uh, and I will uh, speak more of him later. Another vote for Dr. Doom and Christy. Christy. Um, well, <laughs> the 11th Doctor is not my least favorite, but I don't really care about him, I guess. Dr. Doom seems pretty cool. I don't know. It doesn't matter. So I'll just vote for the 11th Doctor and we can move on. It always matters. Hey! Always matters. <laughs> a, a vote for the 11th Doctor? But Dr. Doom is moving on. And we are on to our next fight. Uh, Chuck, this one is yours. It is Dr. Doogie Hauser, MD versus Dr. Katz. Um, don't get me wrong. I actually kind of liked Dr. Katz when I was on Comedy Central, but uh, I got, you got to go with Doogie Hauser. He's a kid who's a brilliant doctor, and it was a cheesy, awesome uh, show. Uh, yeah, Doogie Hauser. Uh, vote for Doogie Hauser. I just realized that NPH is on here twice. Yep. Uh, Alan. Oh, man. Uh, Dr. Katz was a great... It was a great comic... or uh, uh, God damn it, animated, you know, cartoon, cartoon, cartoon. Oh, I can remember what the name was here. Hold on. It's Dr. Katz. Yeah, well, uh, the, I can remember the word cartoon because I'm so hammered. Um, but Neil Patrick Harris, I mean, oh, I, I thought Doogie Howser MD was a stupid show. I never watched it. And his whole thing with Harold and Kumar, it's that guy gets the, he gets the prop. So uh, Doogie Howser. A vote for Doogie. Mike. Where was all the uh, NPH love uh, when uh, Dr. Horrible was going up against a fucking drink? Uh, uh, he, I will vote for Doogie Hauser as well. Uh, I will make this my vote uh, once again for Dr. Horrible. Dr. Katz was funny, 
Um, but I actually uh, did like Doogie Howser uh, a lot more. I think it's a, a more uh, well-rounded, more interesting show. Uh, it's a weird idea, the super genius kid who's a doctor. Uh, and a large portion of the the shows, at least maybe after the first season, were about him trying to get laid because he was a teenager. Uh, vote oh, for man. Doogie Howser. Uh, and uh, Christy. I've never seen Doogie Howser. I do know what it is. I love Dr. Katz. He's the most amazing psychotherapist. If I had to, if I was a famous comic or actor and I needed to go see a psychotherapist, I'd go see Jonathan Katz. Voting for Dr. Katz. Oh, well. I'll vote for Dr. Katz. He's got a new show. Uh, again, I believe it's animated. I don't know if it's Dr. Katz. It's like something school bus or something. something it's something bus. So type in Jonathan Katz and something bus and you'll, you'll find it. Uh, Doogie Howser is awesome. But I, I did spend many a Sunday morning watching the five-hour marathon of Dr. Katz on uh, Comedy Central because Comedy Central had no other programming. Uh, and lots of, lots of people that you know come from that show. Lots of things that you know come from that show because that, that show spawns a whole bunch of other things that are just, you know, those, those creators kept moving on and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, but John Benjamin plays his son. Who's John Benjamin? That's Archer. And uh, I love Archer. So I'm voting for Dr. Katz. But Doogie Hauser is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Alan, wow. Uh, this is a horrible one for you to go first on. Oh. It is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. versus a free clinic doctor. Oh, it's not, it's not a free clinic doctor. It's the free clinic doctor. And when I, this is the free clinic doctor or the free clinic doctor is, is my choice for the list here. And to, <laughs> and this is the doctor you hope no one on the planet ever finds out about. Because <laughs> when you wake up in the morning and take a leak and your dick feels like there's fire shooting out of it, that's the guy you go see. Um, but I am a huge fan of historically relevant individuals, uh, especially on the side of good, not inf infamous not infamous individuals, but people on the side of good. And man, you cannot after man, after post, you know, 1960 and on, you cannot, you it, world it, worldwide, you cannot uh, ignore the good works of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. So I'm going with uh, MLK baby. Uh, vote for MLK baby, Mike. Uh, let's see. I will vote for, uh, MLK because, uh, I, I have health insurance, so <laughs> I don't go to the free clinic doctor. Even if you had health, health insurance, you want to keep that under wraps, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, vote for MLK. Christy. Actually, when my, when, uh, when my dick is on fire, I call MLK. <laughs> <laughs> And you, Christy, when you go when you go to that lobby, you you're in the, your mind. You're saying, "God, please don't let anybody I know also be in here." <laughs> that's not true, because people. Okay, I'm voting for the free clinic doctor because that's where I get my fucking birth control. Like that's important. Goddamn right, free clinic doctor. So, um, I'm sure that um, MLK is going to go through, so I don't feel bad voting against him because I would. I, this is a this is a win win either way. But free clinic doctor is my choice. 
uh, vote for free clinic doctor. I'm a black person. I'm voting for free clinic doctor because the free <laughs> clinic doctor. There, there is there is Alan's version, and there is the version of I'm a very poor person. I don't have money, so if I'm going to see a doctor, it's going to be at the free clinic. Uh, I don't have insurance, so the only way I can see a doctor is with the free clinic doctor. And the free clinic doctor is actually a good thing in my book. Uh, I also haven't seen a doctor in like 20 years. But I'm voting for the free clinic doctor. It is all tied up. Oh, Wh- man. Which one are you voting for, Chuck? Are you a racist? Oof. Um, <laughs> either way, either way, you'd be a racist. Yeah, exactly. Just remember, it is, it is currently Black History Month. Yeah. Well, it won't we be when this airs. The, uh, how do we know it's not a black free clinic doctor? You can have a black free clinic doctor. Yeah, that guy's there exactly. to save your ass. You, you, when you go to that guy, you're not like, oh no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue with the chlamydia because you're black, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you want well, a fucking shot and some pills. You don't care who's giving them to you. Well, I also like to believe that Martin Luther King would have became a free clinic doctor if he had survived down the road. But uh, I'm gonna go with free clinic doctor because it's funnier and I like things that are funny. <laughs> oh, oh man! Free clinic doctor and Doctor Martin Luther King Jr. goes down in the first round. Shock! Shock! <laughs> and uh, we're on to our next fight, Mike. This one is yours. It is Doctor House versus Doctor J. This is really tough because I don't really know which one of these I am more indifferent to. Uh, I've never seen the show House. Uh, I don't really care much for basketball. Uh, But House is just a cheap imitation of Sherlock Holmes. And Dr. J at least seems original. And uh, and he just has uh, one one letter for his name. So, Dr. J. Uh, Vote for Dr. J. Christy. I am indifferent as well. I have never seen an episode of House. I don't know a damn thing about basketball, but there are lots of really cool 1970s photos of Dr. J, and I really like that aesthetic, so I'll just vote for him. Another vote for Dr. J. Uh, I'm voting for Dr. House because he's an asshole. <laughs> like, he's the biggest dick in the world, and uh, and he's on drugs the whole entire show. I, I guess there's a few times he's not, uh, and he's going to save your life. And uh, he's going to be a dick about it. And he might like cut off an arm or a leg, but you'll survive. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to go with Dr. Gregory house. Chuck. Um, yeah, I actually haven't really watched house, but I do like that actor. Um, so I, I can't really make an informed decision about him, but I got to go with Dr. J. Cause even if you don't like basketball, the guy was like, uh, you know, help make slam dunking like a big thing. Uh, uh and, um, if you don't know anything about basketball, you used to know what a slam dunk is. And uh, even if you're not into basketball, you got to enjoy some guy just doing a crazy slam dunk. It's a good time. So Dr. J. Uh, you know, I'm going to say the other reason I voted against Dr. J was because he was also known as the Duke of Dunk. And uh, I'm not voting for a Duke. Uh, <laughs> Alan. <laughs> Dr. J. Okay. Did, didn't he have the J hook? Wasn't they had this basketball move? Uh, no. Yeah, I think so. No. No, no, that's uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar that had this guy hooker. Was that uh, Will? Sky no, no, no. I'm talking 70s. Now he may. Well, Kareem. I, I don't watch basketball either. That's why I don't know. Um, but that's like 80s stuff. In the 70s, I think. I think Dr. J was in the ABA. He wasn't in the NBA. That was like that. From yeah, the, he was. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. From the, before there was an NBA, there was an ABA. And the well, ABA. They had it at the same time. Yeah. They, they happened oh, at the same time. Okay, yeah. the, but the ABA had that red, white, and blue basketball. America. Was, yeah, well, it was that weird, like in 1976, they had this weird thing in the USA, this whole bicentennial centennial thing. So you'll see the old pictures of Harleys that are red, white, and blue. They had the red, white, and blue basketball. 
Um, as a little kid, I remember when Dr. J got big, he had that big fucked up fro, like the real ones, not the ones trying to be like the people thought it was back then nowadays. Um, and I could have swore he did this thing called J hook, which is like a big, like, like it wasn't a slam dunk. It was like a, just throwing it with one hand, kind of like a J. Um, but anyway, I could be wrong, but I'm going with Dr. J cause also house isn't house. One of those British guys speaking with a fake American accent. Yep. Yeah. Uh, fuck that guy. That guy can kiss <laughs> Uh, All right, then. Well, Dr. J is moving on. We're on to our next fight. It's the first unknown fight of the afternoon, evening, day, whatever it is. Uh, Christy, this one is yours. It is Dr. Watson, you know, Sherlock Holmes, Dr. Watson versus Karen's pick. It's from Atomic Robo. It is Dr. Dinosaur, which is the bad guy from Atomic Robo, which I know you don't know anything about. No. Um, but he's a dinosaur. Yes. yes. I'm going to vote for the fucking dinosaur. Dinosaur. <laughs> uh, vote for Dr. Dinosaur. Um, we've already got one literary figure on here. Fuck it. Uh, let's go Dr. Dinosaur. <laughs> Chuck. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Dr. Watson because I'm a big Lucy Liu fan, but no, just kidding. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, Dr. Watson's like one of the most classic kind of sidekicks uh, in literature and fiction. Uh, he's really great, and I never heard of the other uh, selection, so I got to go with Watson. Uh, vote for Watson. Uh, Alan? I'm also going for Dr. Watson, and this is my argument because I think it's right there. Sometimes geek fights go goofy. Um, I'm specifically voting for the Doxel, Doxel, the Dr. Watson from the Basil Rathbone um, Sherlock Holmes series, movie series. Um, one thing about that series is Dr. Watson previously before that, and, and I guess afterwards, was not like a bumbling, goofy dude. He was like a, a more of a straight guy who in the story was the one documenting all these incredible uh, crimes, that are solving techniques and everything, kind of the documentor of... Of, I keep wanting to say Doctor Who, of Sherlock Holmes. And it's kind of interesting, the new Sherlock series where they kind of came back to that solid, semi, um, you know, looking from the outside at Sherlock Holmes, even though he was his uh, partner. So uh, Dr. Watson, because of the Basil Rathbone movies. Uh, vote for Dr. Watson. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Mike, and I will read an, a description of what Dr. Dinosaur is for just two seconds. Dr. Dinosaur is a dinosaur Claims to be from the past. He seems to be a dinosaur, a di- whatever. He's like a velociraptor. He uh, is uh, promised to be a major villain in Atomic Robo. And his favorite saying, a favorite of his sayings is, except for things going horribly wrong, everything is going exactly according to plan. Mike, which one is going to take the win? Uh, I am going to vote for Dr. Watson. I am going to vote specifically for the Dr. Watson from Without a Clue. Uh, played by Ben Kingsley. Sherlock Holmes was Michael Caine in that movie. Uh, And this Dr. Watson was actually the detective. Uh, Sherlock Holmes was a drunken actor that he hired to play the part of the detective because he didn't think people would buy him as the detective. Uh, So this Dr. Watson was actually the brains behind it. And uh, I think we can't really vote for dinosaurs unless Michael Felsher is on the show. Dinosaur. Uh, Dr. Watson is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Damon, this one is yours. It is the fourth doctor 
also known as Tom Baker, versus Dr. Forrester from MST3K. Uh, fuck you and your scarf, Tom Baker. I'm voting for Dr. Forrester. Oh. What? I, I never liked scarf. I never <laughs> liked Doctor Who. I didn't like Doctor Who until the new Doctor Who. And if oh. I didn't vote for anybody from new Doctor Who, let, oh. let's rephrase that. I looked so far down upon Doctor Who fans, I said that they were the lowest rung of geekdom. He did. I remember that. I said it over and over again because they were. What about Babylon 5? Babylon 5 was not the lowest rung. It is now. But no, no, it isn't. Right now, Brian Townsend is crying. He, he heard you say that, and he is actually reaching for tissues right now to dab his, his, his swollen, watering eyes, Damon. I'm actually fine with that. Yeah, that, that that's that's not helping <laughs> your cause. <laughs> but uh, Doctor Forrester is the reason why we have MS3 MST3K. He's the 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 catalyst. He's the one that sends them all the fucking horrible movies. So uh, I'm going to go with Doctor Forrester. Uh, Chuck. Um. Yeah, I'm going with the fourth Doctor because um, Tom Baker is, in my opinion, the best uh, of Doctor Who's. Um, uh, just really classic. Uh, did a very good job of being very like eccentric, uh, asking people they wanted like a jelly baby piece of candy in arbitrary situations. Uh, um, really kind of encapsulated what I think Doctor Who uh, is. So hands down, I, I gotta go with uh, Tom Baker. A uh, vote for the fourth Doctor, Alan, the greatest Doctor in Doctor Who of all time is Tom Baker. He completely changed the series in 1974, I think it was, when he came back in. He took the show that was previously for little kids, a zero-budget show, and made it, you're, and you're watching Doctor Who today because specifically of Tom Baker. But I have a quick question about Dr. Forrester. Is Dr. Forrester actually one of the puppeteers? Like, when he's not doing his character, is he, is he one of the puppeteers? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. So that that is pretty cool. I mean, I do like that. The thing I do like about um, MST3K is how zero budget it is. I mean, the guy's the actor, then he's grabbing a puppet and doing the next scene. You know, it looks like it's literally put together by three people, you know, type of thing, or four, you know. Um, but as cool as, as he is, it's Tom Baker all the way. Mike? Uh, I will vote for the fourth Doctor, uh, even though he's not my... Woo! favorite uh doctor uh i think he is actually the only of the the only doctor of the original uh, the the er, the non-modern doctors that, that i actually uh thought was any good and uh, as as some of you may remember uh, i wasn't even on our, our mst3k episode because uh, even though i've seen plenty of episodes i actually know nothing about this show uh, i don't remember anything other than you know a silhouette talking over a bad movie so uh, i really don't even know who dr forrester is you are a dick, Mike, because you could have totally boned over Christy on this one by tying it up because she was heartbroken that they're okay. Up then I changed my vote. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks. Okay. That's not geek logic. That's it, geek cheating. Uh, it's geek spite. It's all tied up. It comes down to you, Christy. Yeah, when Which I really don't care, spite really uh, is important. <laughs> Which thing that you love are you going to kick off the show? Okay, so I'll just say Tom Baker is my doctor. He is the best doctor. He's my favorite doctor. He's goddamn right. Fun and eccentric and tragic at the same time. Like he I mean I mean in in the new series in in the new 
Doctor Who's, they they do a lot of the, you know, fun and tragic, but he was the only one of the um, original Doctors of, like, eight um, that I, I feel like really was a full person. Um, he's so amazing. Okay. Dr. Forrester, uh, Trace Ballou, classic mad scientist, but it's fun, goofy, um, has some extra geek cred because he's named after the main character from War of the Worlds, uh, the first film adaptation. <sighs> this is awful. I guess it really comes down. Please, please nobody hate me. I'm just saying that. It's Baker. But putting that Baker. out there. Hold on. Okay. So... This, it really comes down to, am I a bigger Doctor Who fan or am I a bigger MST3K fan since I can't choose between the actual Doctors themselves? And, oh God, I can't do this. Yes, you can. Just say Tom Baker. Uh, see, you're making me want to go for Forrester and I'm afraid you're going to murder me. Follow? Yes, I will. Heart. Nope. <laughs> I know where you but, live. Okay, but at the same time, like nobody. It doesn't matter. You're just picking one. who gets beaten by Doctor McCoy yeah, in the next round. I know. Well, Bullshit. See, next one's hard too. Um, I'll just. <sighs> Baker will be harder against McCoy than Doctor. I Forrester. agree. I agree. With that logic, I will go with Tom Baker. You <laughs> victory! Goddamn Baker lovers. <laughs> Tom Baker is moving on to the next round. We are on to our next fight. Chuck, this one is yours. It is Dr. McCoy versus Dr. Faust. Um, Dr. Faust is a cool uh, literary character who kind of sells his soul to the devil uh, to um, uh, you know, become intelligent and other things. Uh, um, but, I mean, hands down, you got to go with Dr. McCoy. I mean, he's one of the classic three uh, of the original series. Um uh, he's easy to make fun of while at the same time being an awesome character. He's dead, Jim McCoy. Uh, vote for Dr. McCoy. Alan. Oh, this is one of the things that, that I kind of recently started thinking about geek fights is when something gets a clean sweep. And before, whenever I listen to shows, there would be fights that would accidentally get a clean sweep. Well, hold on, I need to grab a beer. Um, and, and a lot of times those, 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 uh, fights, they would accidentally get a clean sweep and it's kind of like, uh, you know, and, 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 and harder core fights later on the episodes would not get a clean sweep. I mean, actual, you know, things that are, you know, uh, juggernauts, but Dr. McCoy is a, among doctors is a giant and uh, this guy is going to, does deserve a clean sweep and i think he is going to get a clean sweep and it's dr mccoy all the way mike uh i will vote for leonard mccoy because he's a doctor not a tragic literary figure uh, christy <laughs> all right um this one was actually hard also um i love dr faust i love the legend i love the guta that's the most well-known version written in the 1800s. But I just recently read um, Dr. Faustus by Thomas Mann, who's, it's sort of a retelling with about a syphilitic pianist and his friends writing the story. And it, it, Should have went I to the really, free clinic. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, 
I really wanted to vote for that, but it's up against Dr. McCoy and of all Star Trek, and I'm a huge Star Trek fan, TOS is my absolute favorite. Um, so I have to vote for McCoy, but I'm very sad about it, sort of. A vote for McCoy. And you know what I say, Alan? I say, fuck your clean sleep. I'm voting oh. for Faust. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yep. You oh. guys let Tom Baker into the next round. You let a doctor out. Fuck that. I'm voting for Dr. Faust. We're on to our next fight. Uh, McCoy did move on. Alan, this one is yours. It is the 10th Doctor, uh, also known as David Tennant, versus Dr. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Frankenstein from Young Frankenstein. Alan? Man. Uh, David Tennant is the, he's the best doctor of the new doctors. I don't see anyone that is going to beat him. Uh, as far as like in the, whoever comes in after Matt Smith, all that stuff. But there's two things in this world I like. I like big booty and nice knockers. So I got to go for Dr. Frankenstein and that portrayal, that, that show, that movie is an incredibly great, great movie. So Frankenstein. Walk like this. Mike. Uh, I'm going to vote for the 10th doctor. Uh, I actually think that it was Tenet, not uh, Eccleston, that uh, is really responsible for the, the modern Doctor Who craze. I mean, Tenet or Eccleston kind of brought the doctor back, but that first season uh, was not the, the kind of juggernaut that the Doctor Who is now. And I think that's mostly because of, uh, of David Tenet. I think that uh, he did a, a great and very definitive doctor. Um, I love Dr. Fra- Frankenstein, uh, but it's really just kind of a one, one note joke, uh, in what is a great movie. And, uh, I just figure if we're going to have doctors moving forward into the next round, uh, I don't want there only to be, uh, classic doctors. I think we need at least one, uh, modern doctor as well. Uh, vote for David Tennant. Christy. I don't care about the modern doctors at all. Um, but, I mean, I enjoyed his performance. Um, I love that he's not afraid to spit while he's talking, which is awesome. Um, but I'm voting for Dr. Frankenstein. A vote for Dr. Frankenstein. Um, David Tennant is the single reason why people are talking about Doctor Who on the massive scale that it is being talked about. Uh, don't get me wrong, Doctor Who fans, you're out there, the ones that are hardcore that have been watching since the 1960s. Yes, you guys are there, and there were like 25 of you. There are now literally millions of Doctor Who fans because of David, it built on the back of the David Tennant Doctor. With that being said, fuck Doctor Who. I am voting for Dr. Frankenstein. <laughs> Chuck? Man. Um... Well, I actually already voted for Frankenstein, unbeknownst to me that the actual Frankenstein was on the other side of the bracket. So uh, um, that already moved on. I'm going with uh, David Tennant. I think uh, Mike really hit the nail on the head uh, there. It really kind of made Dr. Who a little more accessible to uh, to a lot of people. Uh, um, So, yeah, I'm going with the 10th Doctor. A vote for the 10th Doctor, but the Doctor goes down yet again. Dr. Frankenstein. Frankenstein! Is moving on, on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas versus Leo Spichchimin. 
I can't say it right. After uh, Leo Spaceman. Spaceman. Uh, this is this is tough. Um, tougher than it should be because uh, Doctor Zayas is certainly uh, iconic. Uh, ding. So that's one thing for him. He is uh, an ape. Uh, so that is two things for him. Uh, Doctor Spaceman, spelled Spaceman, uh, is actually a minor character and kind of a, a one one joke uh, character on Thirty Rock. But it's a great joke. He's actually the worst doctor ever. Um, you know, the, it starts off with with uh, Tracy Jordan, you know, saying, contact my doctor, Dr. Spaceman, Dr. Spaceman. And Liz Lemon thinks he's just crazy. And then she sees the prescription and it says Spaceman, although it's pronounced Spachemin. And uh, he shows up and he always gives the absolute worst advice. He's a terrible doctor uh, in every way, shape and form. Uh, it's Chris Parnell and he's hilarious. So uh, what the hell? I'll vote for uh, Dr. Spaceman. A uh, vote for Dr. Spaceman. Christy. All right. Planet of the Apes is one of my favorite movies. And even though a lot of the other movies are awful, uh, they're still favorites. And I've never seen 30 Rock. I mean, I've seen a couple episodes and I thought they were funny. And I love Chris Parnell, but I don't know enough about it. And I really love Dr. Zayas, that asshole. So I'm going to vote for him. Oh, 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 Dr. Zayas. Um, <laughs> Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Anyway, can I play the piano anymore? Of course you can. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't before. before. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm going to vote for Dr. Zayas. But uh, Dr. Leo Spichiman, uh, his, it was, well, for us, it was just a few weeks ago. His character rap was just the beginning part of an episode. It was just a, a, a you know, the, uh, what do you call that? Before the episode actually starts, it's the... Cold open? No. What do you, I don't know. I think it's something like that, but Liz Lemon is seeing him for a second. He's like, blah, 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 blah. He's like, that's it, Leo Spichiman out! Character rap! And he, and he says that, and then the show starts, and I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> but I am voting for Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Uh, Chuck. Uh, yeah, um, I'm actually also a big Planet of the Apes fan. I've seen all the movies a lot of times. Um, and uh, this is tough, though, because I put Spachemin on here. Um, I think the actor is really great. Character's funny. He's like a, like, almost like a live-action uh, Dr. Nick Riviera. Uh, um, but uh, I just can't not vote for Dr. Zayas. So, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Oh, oh Dr. Zayas. Uh, Alan. You made a monkey out of me. <laughs> I'm going with Dr. Zayas, the obvious best choice on this list. And Dr. Zayas is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Christy, this one is yours, and it's probably really easy for you. It is Dr. Fox from Enterprise versus Dr. Bombay from Bewitched. Yeah, I'm voting for that hot Denobulan. I thought you were going to mention how you, you put him on fictional mail you most like to spend the rest of your life with. Yeah, I would. <laughs> a vote for Dr. Fox. Yeah, uh, I never liked Bewitched. I thought it was kind of a stupid show. Uh, all shapes and sizes. Like, I, I never liked it. It was just one of those things. So I'm going to go with uh, Dr. Fox. Chuck. Uh, yeah, I'm jumping on the Fox bandwagon, too. More love for Fox. Alan? Uh, let me look here. Um, I'm going to save the big arguments for the next round. 
Um, man, this is another another clean sweep corollary. Um, let me just talk about Dr. Bombay. Just just a couple of seconds. If there's one doctor on this list, is is <laughs> um is Nick Riv- Oh yeah, I was going to say Nick. Riv- I, I was just going to ask if Nick Riviero was on the list. He's in the next fight. Um, Doctor Bombay is is totally partying. All you got to do is say Doctor Bombay, Doctor Bombay, emergency, come right away. And the guy shows up. He appears completely out of thin air. And he's also in the great thing. He's from that 60s, 70s era of TV where the actors were obviously just super fucked up. Like they're just, you knew that that guy was lit up. Hey, the, you know, the actual actor while they're filming. So I'm going to shun the clean sweep corollary. I do think Dr. Flox deserves one, but I have to go for Dr. Bombay. A vote for Dr. Bombay and Mike. Uh, I did not know that Dr. Bombay was from Bewitched until you mentioned it uh, just a second ago, Damon. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to vote for him because uh, we've had uh, we've had too much Star Trek Dr. Love going on in this. Uh, so uh, what the hell? Well, also, he's magic and you like magic. That's true. He's a warlock. So because Dr. Strange didn't go through, I will vote for another magic doctor that won't go through. <laughs> yeah. You, too much Star Trek love? Mike, there's only two Star Trek doctors on here. Yeah, three. they both went oh, through. Oh, wait, no, there, there's three. There's, there's three. three. You're right. The EMH. Uh, we did, forgot about Julian Bashir and Beverly Crusher. No, we, we didn't forget about them. No, Crusher. we didn't. <laughs> we didn't forget about them. They suck. If there were some topless picks of Crusher, she'd be on this list. But since she's holding out on the goods... She's getting forgot about. I don't want to see her 70-year-old boobs. Uh, Dr. Flox is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Hey, everybody. Somebody say it. Hey, Dr. Dick. (laughs) It's Dr. Nick Riviera versus Dr. Mario from uh, the the Tetris knockoff game, Dr. Mario. It's a puzzle game. Uh, And for those of us that played it, uh, Dr. Mario, full of drugs. It's all it's about. He's he's handing out pills. He's a pill popping motherfucker. Uh, and you know we know that Mario himself already does mushrooms, and he'll eat flowers that he finds places, and then he thinks he has magical powers and he can grow. So uh, yeah, I want I, I'll have what Doctor Mario is dishing out. I'm going to go with Doctor Mario. Uh, Chuck. Um, I really love Doctor Mario. It was a great game as a kid, and um, uh, apparently you can kill diseases by dropping large shaped pills on them that have the same color. Uh, but uh, I got to go with Dr. Nick. He's just such a fun character. Uh, inflammable means flammable. I mean, come on. Dr. Nick is great. <laughs> uh, vote for Dr. Nick. Allen. Dr. Nick is just so... <laughs> man, there's so many... There's so many things. I mean, two things to stick in my mind from Dr. Nick are... One from his graduation from medical school, the chick said, "The chick saying, you mean you can prescribe any drug you want legally? <laughs> and the other one is when, when Homer Simpson wants to put on weight and she, he goes to his doctor and says like, I would never have anything to do with this. And Homer's like, do you, do you have a recommendation for someone that would? And he's like, oh yeah. And he takes the donut and rubs it on the paper. And he's like, when the paper gets transparent, that's the window. That's the window for your weight, weight putting on success, whatever that thing is. So yeah, it's doc. 
Go ahead. Then he rubs something on the wall and you can see through it and a bird runs into the wall. <laughs> yeah, the fish sandwich, yeah. <laughs> fish sandwich. Oh, man, Dr. Nick all the way. <laughs> uh, vote for Dr. Nick. Mike. Dr. Nick. Really? Uh, Christy. Oh, man. Do, 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 do. Well, that's what I would have voted for. Well, no, that is... It's like... Oh. <laughs> no, it's you like embedded in my brain. Um, there's a reason why they killed off Doctor Nick because he's fucking annoying as shit. Oh, they killed him. I haven't watched Simpsons for like the last ten years. They killed oh, him in the sucks. movie. Oh, <laughs> spoiler! Oh. No. Uh, but Doctor Nick is moving on through. And for those of you that didn't know, that was the Doctor Mario music. Uh, but uh, Doctor Nick moving through. We're on to our next fight, Chuck. This one is yours. It is Dr. Evil versus Doc Holliday. You know, Doc Holliday. Right. Um, this is a good one. Uh, well, Doc Holliday, I think, went to actual medical school and then was kind of like a bandit in the West. Uh, very cool. But um, I got to go with Dr. Evil. The laser and the Death Star is just such a fucking great character. Uh, awesome power movies are really fun. Uh, you know, why make billions when you can make millions? Dr. Evil. A uh, vote for Dr. Evil. Alan. Alan, did you die? Did you get shot and robbed? Hold on, my mute was in. I was like talking for a couple minutes, then I heard you say, Are you? <laughs> um, man. Oh, okay. Uh, Doc Holiday. Okay, the, the greatest Doc Holiday is um, the Doc Holiday from the movie Tombstone. And that was, god damn, what was the guy's name? He was at C2E2. That played- ass Val Kilmer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was great. He had a great interpretation of the character. Um, it was really cool. Um, but Dr. Evil is, man, such a great, a parody of so many different things uh, from, from um, uh, James Bond. But Mike Meyer... Mike Myers, yeah. Mike Myers really made his own character in just so many. He could Dr. Evil could have been a, a one note, a one note joke, but was just so solid. Ashley became the star over Austin Powers. So yeah, it's Dr. Evil all the way. A uh, vote for Dr. Evil, Mike. You know, at the age of 14, a Zoroastrian named Vilma ritualistically shaved Dr. Evil's testicles. And there really is nothing like a shorn scrotum. It's breathtaking. I suggest you try it, Dr. Evil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christy. Oh, uh, I'm going to vote for Doc Holiday because I think he's the only dentist on the list. I'm your Huckleberry, which is probably my all-time favorite line. Oh, I didn't know he was a dentist. Yeah. Dentists are still doctors. They're mouth doctors. They were every... Well, in, back then, they were kind of everything. But anyway, uh, a vote for... Doc Holiday. I, I too will be voting for Doc Holiday because Dr. Evil is moving into the next round. Uh, we're at the last fight of the first round. First round went okay. Uh, Alan, this one is yours. It is Dr. Strangelove Ooh. versus Jared's unknown pick that uh, Karen just a couple days ago was crying about on uh, t- the Twitters and uh, the Tumblr <laughs> talking about uh, the the fact that Jared's pick will be uh, shot and killed and shot out in space because nobody gets him. But 
it's a character that probably should have been shot and killed and shot into space. It is Dr. Rush from Stargate Universe. So it's Dr. Rush from Stargate Universe versus Dr. Strangelove. Uh, Dr. Allen, that one is yours. <laughs> um, I am not the biggest fan of Dr. Strangelove. I'm, I'm a huge, uh, God damn it, who's the fucking director of that movie? Kubrick. Yeah, I'm a huge, yeah. a huge Kubrick fan. A fan, um, but the guy who played Doctor Strange Love, goddamn it, you know the guy for the Pink Panther movies, man. Peter I Peter Sellers, remember. yeah, <laughs> yeah, that dude. I'm a huge fan of that guy's work, but uh, I just didn't like the Doctor Strange Love character. I thought in that movie everybody was more solid than Doctor Strange Love, and I never really watched Stargate and kind of have as most. Trek fans have done have kind of gone through each series multiple times and like, well, you know, I've watched Voyager for the eighth time in a row and, you know, Star Trek TNG for the 300th time in a row. And I went through the entire Doctor Who collection five, six, seven, eight times. So I hit up Jared. I said, hey, Jared, what, uh, uh, you know, what, what's, what's Star Trek like? Or, or what, what's unit? What's what's Stargate like? You know, I like, kind of like I like the movie, but I never watch any of the things. He's like, oh, you got to get into Stargate Universe. So I actually watched the uh, Stargate Universe series, which I think is only like eight or eight or nine episodes. It's really short. It got cut off. I, I think it did the first season. That was the end of it. And it was a really good, really good uh, series. And plus, it had that chick in there, that one fighter chick with the really big tits. Um, so I'm I'm voting for that doctor. That 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 is a good doctor. A good good episode, good series, uh, a good character. There's like 25 episodes. Yeah, I think <laughs> oh, 25 like seasons. No, it, oh, there's it, three seasons. It, it went two or three. It's, it's two. Seasons. I think it's two. One it's two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But but uh, oh, okay. A vote for Doctor Rush, Mike. Uh, I will vote for Doctor Strange Love because, uh, well, he's a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> a vote for Doctor Strange Love, uh, Christy. Um. I actually almost put Dr. Rush on the list, Jared, but I'm not going to vote for him. I'm going to vote for Dr. Strangelove. I oh. Love, sorry. I love, I mean, Peter Sellers played so many great characters in that, and I'm sorry that you don't like the Dr. Strangelove character specifically, but he's like that classic eccentric strange German scientist that nobody knows exactly why he's there, but he's somehow the president's scientific advisor and oh, there, um, there's a real specific reason why he's there historically well, yes yes but i'm saying that he's that classic weird german accented scientist that you don't know why he's there i'm saying that as a, an archetype um oh i already said i was voting for that so there you go a uh, vote for dr strangelove it Boo. was it was on tv today Literally two hours before I watched, uh, I, I did this. I watched the entirety of Doctor Strangelove. Um, it's a great movie. Uh, the character is great. I do like when he when he he's putting his arm up and he's trying to keep it from going into the zinc hile. I, I love that moment. That's actually my one of my favorite uh, comedic uh, moments from Peter Sellers. But uh, because I'm a dick, I'm going to vote for Doctor Rush because Doctor Rush is a dick. And for the most part, a lot of times he was right. Uh, so I'm going to go with Dr. Rush. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Chuck. Which one takes the win? Oh, mm. man. 
Okay. Um, well, actually, I'm actually a big uh, fan of uh, Stargate. I like the original, uh, you know, series and the. Um, I even like Atlantis. But to be honest, I'm actually not a. I like Doctor Rush. The character is probably one of the best things of um, Stargate Universe. But uh, to be honest, I was kind of disappointed by that show. Um, I thought uh, Stargate Atlantis was cool. I'm sure I'm in the minority there, but uh, no, you're not. Oh my uh, god, I've never <laughs> met anybody who didn't like. I hate Star. I hate Universe. <laughs> yeah. I hate well, Universe, and I loved Atlantis, and I liked the first one. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I no, that's cool. But uh, I like Universe. Yeah, Universe but, is great. You know what it was is that uh, Battlestar Galactica had just been canceled, and um, uh, they brought or ended, and they brought in uh, Stargate Universe, and I felt like stylistically it was kind of emulating. Um, you know, I, I actually kind of derisively would refer to it as a Battlegate because I felt like they were trying to go all stylistically like uh, Battle. But that's you know a whole yeah, thing. Yeah, totally. Got, yeah, and so it wasn't a bad show. I was just disappointed by it. I felt like they kind of threw Stargate fans under the bus to get a new viewership. Um, whereas Doctor Strangelove is just a classic character. Um, you know, the ex-Nazi who's still kind of feeding uh, destruction. And Mr. President, we cannot allow a mine shaft gap. Doctor Strangelove. Everything Woo! you said just made Jared mad. Oh <laughs> man, Doctor Strange. <laughs> That's it's bullshit. On. That's all right. Doctor Doctor Rush got two votes. Uh, well, Doctor Rush got two votes, and uh, Doctor Strange Love the character got two votes, and then the movie got an extra vote because uh, you were talking about the series and not the actual character, Doctor Rush. But uh, Doctor Strange Love is moving on, and we will be back. Right after, uh, what, what was that? What was it that I said that you have to do? Oh, the doctor, doctor, doctor scene from uh, Spies Like Us. Isn't that what it's called? Yeah. Anyway, we'll be back. Ow. <laughs> 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 Want to know something? I'm a bad doctor. I'm not boasting. I mean, who would? Just stating a fact. I've never really gotten the hang of the whole healing the sick thing. And don't interpret this as, as some sort of false modesty, please. It's not. It's not like I'm weak in some areas. No, I'm homogeneously unqualified to practice medicine in any capacity. I really don't have a clue. And no one can be more shocked than me that I've been allowed to rise to a position of such importance and responsibility. I guess it all started in high school where I was a very bad science student. One day when we were supposed to be uh, dissecting a frog, I accidentally disassembled my desk. Oh, but you know, I was a popular kid. You know, the other students were always very eager to help me out. So, you know, during a test, whenever I get that confused look on my face, which was invariably... <laughs> Well, the cheat notes would just start flying. <laughs> Even the teachers would start whispering answers, you know, <coughs> mitochondria. <laughs> but I didn't worry about it. I figured, how far can you coast on charm? <laughs> well, pretty far, actually. <laughs> they just offered me the job of chief of surgery. Apparently, I've logged more hours in surgery than any other man my age. 4,000 hours this year alone. What no one seems to have noticed is that it was all with the same patient. <laughs> oh, I want to show you something. You know what this is? Urine. Another man's urine. I ask for it, and they give it to me. I don't know what to do with it. 
I've got a fridge full of this stuff. I mean, I suppose I could send it out to the lab, but they'd only send back a lot of test results I couldn't possibly understand. The only thing I'm actually sort of good at is referrals. You know that thing where doctors send patients to other doctors? Well, I'm the king of referrals. What I do is I call the, um, the sick person into my office, and I stare for a long time really seriously at this blank sheet of paper. Then I say, hmm, I'd like you to see someone. He's a specialist in this area. There are specialists who have their whole career based on my referrals. I am the, I am the cornerstone of a medical empire. Well, I really should be going. I've got to tell the family that the, uh, the patient didn't make it. It's the hardest part of being a doctor. I think. <laughs>Hello, Geek Fights fans. This is your favorite guest panelist, Alan. Do you have a blog, business, website, or podcast? Have you been wondering how you can get your promo or commercial played during the Geek Fights mid-show break? Well, we here at Geek Fights HQ have some great news for you. Geek Fights wants to play your promo absolutely free of charge. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, your friends at Geek Fights want to share the internet love. And with exposure to over 20,000 listeners a month, you just can't go wrong. How do you get your promo on the show? It's easy. And don't worry about the quality. DIY is fun. Simply record your promo any way you can. Just be sure to include your show or business name and website if you have one. And email it here, geekfights at gmail.com. That's geekfights at gmail.com. And please put promo in the subject line. And your friends here at Geek Fights will run your promo during our next open slot. Don't forget, it's absolutely free. Thanks for listening, and keep up the geek fight. Uh, this is Dave Hill from Crane Song, and you're listening to Geek Fights. Uh... Freak out. Man, that's some, this that's is a test sustain. of the emergency broadcast system. <laughs> this is only that's some sustain. What, what are you talking about? That's what she said. Yeah, that's that, that's actually my my dysfunction. I I can sustain a long time. What the hell? That's rocking. Anyway, and we're back doing what we do every single goddamn week of the goddamn year of the goddamn month of fucking March. It's March now. Yeah, this is the future, and it's March. Isn't the world brighter? Because it's March, goddammit. There's no Pope. The world has no Pope. But anyway, we're back to what we do every week. Coming at you with your informed trademark geek cred. Woo! Uh, Alan, what is your geek cred, sir? 
Well, I'll tell you, Damon, my geek cred is that I'm a party machine down in the Geek Fights mailroom. That's right, boys and girls. When you send your letter into the into Geek Fights, uh, I'm the one that reads it. It goes to the incredibly complex mail sorting machine. Uh, I go, I, I sort through the big, giant, incredibly overfilled, back to the brim mailbags and pull out your letter and read it on air. That's why you hear. That's why you hear an episode of Alan's Geek Fights Mailbag about once every two years. So that's my geek cred, and I'm an alcoholic and incredibly good looking. Well, one of those things is correct. Uh, Chuck, <laughs> what is um, your geek cred? Uh, I, uh, you know, uh, I'm a big science fiction fan, uh, kind of nerdy book reading kind of uh guy uh used to be a teacher um uh, you know i've i've mentioned this millions of times like comic books you know nerdy stuff i guess uh um and i enjoy ranting about arbitrary arguments on the geek fights so there you go and i would normally go to christy here and ask her what her geek cred is but she hates geek cred and that's her geek cred right christy oh i was gonna say something you yeah, had yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it in. You've been okay. on so many shows. You have fans now. Oh yeah. Um, I have giant glasses. Is that okay? That worked. Okay. I do, and I can't see without them at all. I was expecting a little more than that. No, that's um, that's actually perfect. That's <laughs> that was perfect. All that build up for no, I actually have something. I've I've got glasses. Wait, what? <laughs> But let's jump back into the fights. We're going to go to you, Mr. Ortez, um, Oritz, Mr. Oritz. Uh, it is the EMH from Voyager versus Dr. Frankenstein. Uh, let's see. This is actually kind of interesting. This is a, a person who, who essentially creates technology versus uh, technology itself. Um, hmm. Please state the nature of the medical emergency. Uh, my my giant undead creation has uh, just strangled me. Uh, so, EMH. Uh, vote for the EMH. Christy. Um, this is really hard. I don't really like Voyager that much, but I really love the EMH. Um, Frankenstein has been parodied so many times and rehashed so many times. And- referenced all over the place so we're looking at something super classic versus new technology and i'm just you know i i, I guess i'd act sorry sorry okay okay dogs are gone. <laughs> i'm so sorry okay i'm gonna vote for um the emh because i'd rather watch Witcher than read frankenstein again not that i didn't like it i did I just, I don't know. I'd rather watch Star Trek. Okay. A vote for the EMH. Um, it's funny because we actually do see this physical fight happen in something that isn't Voyager. It happens in uh, First Contact because the Borg are coming through that door and the EMH is activated and told to stop the Ooh, Borg. That's good, oh, that's, a, that's good a really good point. That's and, a good point. And he loses. <laughs> Yeah, but he, no, he, no, he doesn't he lose. Them. He saves everybody, though. Yeah, he stalls them, and he doesn't get destroyed. Uh, yeah, he did get destroyed. No, no, he, he would just get shut off and turned back on. They, they try, they try to go into him with the with the nanoprobes, and he and they it goes into a hologram. Yes, 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 yes. And then they they go and find the 
emitter or the programming because they did take over that whole deck. There's no emitter there. The emitter is only in the Delta Quadrant. (laughs) Wrong EMH. They took over the whole deck, remember? They took over that whole entire deck and took over all the software in that whole entire deck. They took over that doctor. Not now, I'm planned. I'm voting for Dr. Frankenstein. Uh, Chuck? Um, Yeah, I'm definitely going with the EMH. Uh, He's probably one of my favorite uh, Star Trek characters. Uh, uh, Funny, interesting, unique. Um, And I do like uh, Dr. Frankenstein, uh, the book, or all the iterations, the movies, etc. But also, I just really love Robert Picardo. He pops up all over the place, and it's always uh, fun. So those two things combined, uh, just got to go with the EMH. Uh, vote for the EMH and Alan. Okay, when when you say or when anybody says Doctor Frankenstein, you don't think about Doctor Frankenstein. I said this in best horror movie or best monster. I can't remember the episode. Um, what you actually like is Doctor Frankenstein's monster. You don't like the scientist. You like the monster. Um, and uh, Picardo. And uh, as EMH, he transcends Voyager. I mean, that's all I'm going to say. It's EMH. I'm going to save my argument for the next round. I'll vote for the EMH, and EMH is moving on. He's also Frankenstein's monster, if you didn't actually notice that, because Dr. Zimmerman is a crazy mad scientist that does some technology and uses technology in a way that nobody thought was possible. But EMH is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Christy, this one is yours. It is Dr. Pepper versus Dr. Doom. Well, I hate Dr. Pepper, so I'm voting for Dr. Doom, and it's as simple as that. Uh, Vote for Dr. Doom, but I love Dr. Pepper. It is a fabulous, fabulous drink. See, one of the only caffeinated drinks I will have other than like Red Bull when I'm really, really tired, I will have Dr. Pepper. Matter of fact, I'm going to go have some Dr. Pepper right now. Because I'm a... Uh, I'm trying to think of something horrible because I do want to make one of those Ima shirts, but I'm I'm a, I, I'm a Dr. Pepper. I'm a, I'm going to go with Dr. Pepper. Chuck? Um, yeah, I got to go with Dr. Pepper too. I always loved Dr. Pepper and Mountain Dew when I was younger. Uh, uh, I guess kind of the, the black sheep of, of the popular sodas at the time, but uh, yeah, Dr. Pepper is awesome, and uh, I like Dr. Doom, but I like to believe that even in a world where Dr. Doom has taken over, Dr. Pepper will still, still exist and transcend his... Uh, existence so dr pepper it did go back and look at uh what is, what is it uh emperor, emperor doom. doom yeah oh. dr pepper still existed then uh alan <laughs> oh shit you gotta eat mid-beer hold on ah shit god damn it oh i'm spilling booze all over my fucking floor oh well um i Call have two awesome Two two awesome arguments. Um, I'm going to use I'm going to use the lesser argument this round, um, and this will be the the for for uh, <laughs> the formable formby corollary. Um, no Dr Pepper, no American Werewolf in London, and the reason why that incredible movie, which also spawned also uh helped and rocket michael jackson to um to be the biggest entertainer literally of all time in the history of the world uh with the uh thriller uh video um their long long music video because the uh the guy did the effects and the director of that john delandis i can't remember the guy's name 
that that's probably the wrong name. Also directed and, and did uh, American Werewolf in London. So uh, Dr. Pepper all the way. And, and for those of people who don't know, the guy from the commercial, the Dr. Pepper uh, commercial in the 70s, that guy was the actor, um, the main actor in the movie American Werewolf in London. I'll vote for Dr. Pepper. Mike. Uh, I will vote for Dr. Doom. Um, as I said, he is one of my favorite characters. He has a, a, an awesome metal mask to hide his scarred face. He is a sorcerer and a scientist. Uh, and every Halloween, when the barriers between worlds are at their weakest, he uh, rips open the gates of hell and does battle with the devil himself to free the soul of his damned mother. Uh, so far, he has never won. But that means Dr. Doom is a mama's boy, and I'm a mama's boy, too. So, Dr. Doom. But Dr. Pepper is moving on, and we're on to our next fight. It is Dr. Doogie Hauser, MD, versus the free clinic doctor. I have a feeling that Dr. Doogie Hauser, MD, would end up being a free clinic doctor because, you know, he's a super genius and all that good stuff. Ooh, he might have actually grown up to become Dr. Horrible. But I am voting for the free clinic doctor. Uh, Chuck? Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the free clinic doctor, too, because um, I think it's funnier pick uh, idea of a free clinic doctor. Uh, I just think it's better. Free clinic doctor. Another vote for the free clinic doctor. Alan? Man. Okay, all you, all you geek fights ladies out there that have all your sexual fantasies about uh, Alan here down at the mail room sorting through the mail shirtless. Muscles rippling, sweat dripping off my brow, (laughs) my muscular back hulking as I carry mail bags from point to point, from floor to floor, doing all the mail mail room work. Uh, Don't be deterred. Don't let don't let this imagery um, be impacted and lessened by the fact that I have been to the free clinic doctor time and time and time again to get rid of God knows what. Um, I would go with the free clinic doctor, but, um, Neil Patrick Harris in Harold and Kumar is so fucking incredible. And, and dude, he comes out, he, he's, it's a, it's a, it's a, a tie kind of between him and George Decay as like, uh, not gay people, but but um, public figures that happen to be gay, and there's a difference there, um, that totally transcend their roles. George Akai has totally transcended his role for, as Sulu in Star Trek. Neil Patrick Harris has totally escaped and dominated that trap as a child actor. And the child actors thing is a whole you know topic from Home Alone to all these other people to... You know, going and just being a funny ass guy, and his whole thing. Not only is it Neil Patrick Harris doing the lines off of of coke off the strippers' asses, hanging out of the sunroof of the car in the hill to in, in Kumar. Um, in real life, the guy's gay. And you see that, and it just takes the comedy to a whole fucking new level. That's incredible, and holds up in the sequels even better than the original his original portrayal. So. I'm not voting for Doogie Hauser. I'm voting for Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, and just because the guy, it's just so fucking awesome. But thank God there are free clinic doctors out there. And I'm right there with you, Damon, because I'm a broke motherfucker myself. 
Uh, vote for MPH, Doogie Hauser. Mike, I will. Uh, I will continue uh, my uh, my my voting for MPH. NPH rather. Um, I I really did enjoy the Doogie Hauser show a lot. Uh, regardless of what he's done afterwards, which has has all been great, uh, including Doctor Horrible, which got beaten in round one. Um, I actually thought that this was one of the better uh, kind of '90s era sitcoms. Uh, it was. It was schmaltzy, and every episode had him literally kind of typing what he had learned into his journal. Uh, but it was actually a lot of fun. It was kind of clever. Uh, the nurse was kind of hot. Uh, and, uh, you know, I guess I kind of wished I was Doogie Hauser. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Christy. Which one is moving on through the next round? Oh, man. Yeah, sorry to crush your NPH dreams, but I'm voting oh. for clinic doctor, hands oh. down. <laughs> well thank god though thank god we need those free clinic doctors yeah that's right ladies <laughs> well with all the things that <laughs> alan is carrying uh the free clinic doctor is moving on we're on to our next fight chuck this one is yours it is dr j versus dr watson um i'm gonna frame this as a uh, physical fight and uh dr watson is an old guy he was in the military but he's older uh um and uh, I love the character, but he's basically a guy just kind of telling the story. Uh, uh, whereas Dr. J, uh, I could just imagine him just slam dunking right over Watson and then beating the shit out of him. Dr. J, you're damn right. Uh, vote for Dr. J, but uh, for those of you that don't know, Dr. Watson invented basketball. Uh, <laughs> Alan? <laughs> Did he for real? No. no. He's a fake character. <laughs> well, no, no, well, because remember, Abner Doubleday invented fucking baseball. You know, so I don't know if the actual guy invented bat. He may have been. I don't know. Oh, it was actually a Canadian that was living in the United States invented basketball in high school. So. That's why I don't watch basketball. Um, <laughs> the the last time I voted for Doctor Watson, um, the Basil Rathbone. There, there's only a couple of uh, there's only a couple of uh, actors that I really dug. Oh, actually, uh, Mike's Mike's uh, description of the uh, the movie. I got to see that movie. It's it's fucking phenomenal. Um, it, it sounds really interesting. But the uh, I, I really like the Basil Bat- Rathbone, uh, Doctor Watson original take uh, on, on when they did that. That was an original uh, a take on the character. But the uh, the new Nigel one, Nigel Bruce, yeah. Nigel Bruce, yeah, that's right. Um, the new who is the guy from the Office who plays the new Doctor Watson in the in the Sherlock series? Oh, I don't know. Okay, yeah. So anyway, the, you know that that um, um, the new series, The Office, the UK version. One of the guys that worked in the He's Office, the Hobbit. Oh, he is the Hobbit, yeah, Martin Freeman. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, dude, I almost don't want to vote for him now. Oh, man. Well, okay, I- I'm going to vote for Dr. Watson because of his portrayal of Dr. Watson in the new Sherlock series. Uh, just that doubting. He has a kind of... The thing I really dug is the doubting aspect of it. And the uh, in the new Sherlock series, I, th- I can't remember if it's season one or whatever, but the whole thing where it turns out that that Sherlock Holmes is actually committing the crimes or or it's suspected that Sherlock Holmes is committing the crimes and he has that doubt as his uh, sidekick um, was a really interesting dimension to the, uh, to the, uh, the character. Um, so I'm, I'm going with Dr. Watson. Um, I do like Dr. J, but I, I only like his fro and I only like the red, white, and blue basketball and the ABA is still not around. So it's Dr. Watson. Uh, vote for Dr. Watson. Mike. Uh, I will vote for Dr. Watson. Um, uh, like I said, I'm not a big basketball fan. I don't know a lot about Dr. J, uh, beyond, you know, he was, uh, 
more than basketball, he became kind of a, sort of a pop culture figure uh, throughout the seventies. He actually appeared in uh, in a lot of uh, ads in comic books in the seventies, which I, I fondly remember. But uh, Doctor Watson is a real doctor, uh, and he is uh, he's a very interesting character. He's an essential character to uh, Sherlock Holmes. He keeps him in line. Uh, he keeps him grounded. Uh, Holmes could not be Holmes without Watson. Uh, you know, he he went very far both of the times that we did best sidekick. Uh, so I think he's just a, a great character. Another vote for Dr. Watson. Christy. Um, Dr. J is a real person and he will die. Dr. Watson is a timeless character that has been and will continue to be around and reimagined. Um, so based on longevity, I will vote for Dr. Watson. Ooh, that's a good point. Another vote for Dr. Watson. Uh, Dr. J did play in the ABA with the 76ers. The ABA got merged into the NBA. And, uh, and, I, and I did say it before. Dr. Watson is an amazing basketball player. He can shoot so, so good hoops. He's so good at the hoops. <laughs> you know why he's really good at the hoops? Because mm. he's a fictional character. He's from the hood. No, you can do whatever you want with him. He's a fictional character. He, he's not real. Uh, Dr. J was real. But I, I'm still voting for Dr. Watson because he is actually uh, a good sidekick, a good uh, person, Woo! good character. So Dr. Watson is Woo! moving on, and we're on to our next fight. Alan, this one is yours. It is the fourth Doctor versus Dr. McCoy. Man, fresh beer time. This is a tough one. This is when it starts getting tough, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm going to have to do a little bit of thinking on this. Um, Tom Baker, man, man, this is tough. Um, when you watch David Eccleson, David Eccleson is doing an imitation of Tom Baker. Not David Eccleson, not Eccleson, David Tennant. Sorry about that. When David Tennant, um, is, is doing Doctor Who, he's doing an imitation of Tom Baker. When Smat Smat when Smat Smith is doing Tom Baker or doing Doctor Who, he's doing a uh, imitation of what's his name, David Tennant, doing an imitation of Tom Baker. Tom Baker is so rock solid at that aloof, um, uh, that aloof attitude, and I have my own theory on why he su- succeeds without kind of caring. And I'll say the reason why. The reason why is because he gets back in the TARDIS, goes back in time, and keeps trying that scenario until he until he succeeds. And that's why he's kind of like, oh, well, that's strange. I won. It worked. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Because he's done it like a hundred fucking times until he got it right. But in a physical showdown, Tom Baker gets out of the TARDIS. The door opens. He has the bad posture. He has the scarf. And he has the bag of jelly babies in his hand. And he has the curly hair. And standing right there with that badass fucking beard and that kick-ass fucking medallion is Dr. McCoy from Star Trek, the motion picture. And it's and McCoy fucks him up. It's <laughs> McCoy all the way. Because you don't have that type of medallion and beard when you're not a badass. A vote for Dr. McCoy. Mike. I will vote for Leonard McCoy. 
because he's a doctor, not a time lord. Christy. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say something about that earlier. Is like, is it really fair to vote for any of the doctors because it's the name that he chose? It's not a medical license that he has or holds. Um, this, I just want to say how hard this is, though, because I love Tom Baker. I love him. It's incredibly um, hard. <sighs> hey, old. Jeez. And, and I always wanted the best, not the best thing about Tom Baker's Doctor Who, but what I, I just, K9 was like, I want a K9 so bad. Like, I almost dressed up as a K9 for Halloween this year. But I'm going to vote oh. for Dr. McCoy because I, he's iconic, ding. But I mean, we, we reference him and, and, you know, make fun of him and love him way more than any of the doctors. He's more a part of our culture, of pop culture. And everybody, if you ask people who, who the fourth doctor is or who Dr. McCoy is, everybody knows Leonard McCoy. So, yeah, Dr. McCoy. A vote for Dr. McCoy. Uh, yeah, it's, it's McCoy because I'm not voting for any fucking doctors. Number one. Number two, <laughs> McCoy, uh, McCoy is somebody who kind of set an archetype for pop culture. There's the, there's the leader, there's the second in the command, and then there's the doctor. Happens on almost every science fiction show, like or lots of science fiction shows, not just Star Trek. There, there's a leader, there's a second in command, there's a doctor. It's because of the, the holy trinity that is Kirk Spock and McCoy. Uh, so, yeah. We're going to have to do uh, best second in command because we did best captain. We do a best doctor. We best, uh, we've got to do best uh, number two. Oh, man, that'd be it. That'd be yeah, great that's show. a good one. Yeah. Uh, but that's yeah, one. I'm voting for Dr. McCoy. And Chuck, is it a clean sweep? Uh, it uh, is. Uh, what it boils down to is I love Tom Baker, but um, basically I think Star Trek's kind of the definitive science fiction uh, franchise. It's what made me get interested in science fiction. And um, I actually really love Doctor Who, but uh, Doctor Who... It has kind of like this weird British kind of foppish kind of like a wacky, you know, like this kind of wacky dude appears in strange situations, almost kind of like this pseudo magical being and stuff, which is cool. But when it comes to just flat out straight up science fiction, Star Trek is just, you know, uh, groundbreaking the best and uh, original series is my favorite. And uh, again, you got the big three McCoy, Spock and Kirk and uh, uh, the doctor is just such a classic character. There's no no way I could vote against him. McCoy. And Dr. McCoy is into the next round. We're on to our next fight. Dr. Mike, this one is yours. It's Dr. Frankenstein. Frankenstein versus Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas. Oh, oh, Dr. Zayas. Uh, I, will, I will vote for Dr. Zayas um, at this. Well, actually, I he already won Best Ape. And I use the Dr. Zayas song as outro music there. Uh I guess I could use it again, even though I don't like to do that. Uh, yeah, I'll vote for Dr. Zayas because he uh, he has knowledge of uh, Forbidden Zone and of man. Uh, vote for Dr. Zayas. Christy. I was going to vote for Dr. Zayas until you mentioned outro music, and I'd rather hear putting on the Ritz. So, Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah. Putting on the Ritz. Uh, but, 
but I still enjoy monkeys. Uh, I'm going to go with Dr. Zayas. Chuck? Yeah, I got to go with Dr. Zayas, too. Uh, I think in a physical fight, too, Dr. Zayas could uh, definitely beat the shit out of uh, Dr. Frankenstein. He'd rip his arm off, goddammit. They're super strong. They've got monkey strength. He thought I was going to say something horrible. Alan? (laughs) I'm amazed. I had put Dr. I I put David Tennant as the one that moved on here. Um, I can't believe Dr. Frank. Uh, I love that movie, but oh, fuck. I've voted for Young Frankenstein the last fucking thing. God damn it. It's it's Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas all the way. And Dr. Zayas gets another vote. Uh, and that was the last vote. Huh. Dr. Zayas is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Christy, this one is yours. This one is probably easy for you. It is your man, your myth, your legend, Dr. Flox versus Dr. Nick. Yeah, I'm going for Dr. Flux. I, he's so amazing. Don't you guys think he's so amazing? He has like this wonderful menagerie of animals and leeches and it's, it's romantic and oh, I just love him. And I, I don't care about Dr. Nick. Sorry. A vote for Dr. Flux. Yeah. And he like does all kinds of mad scientist thingies to him. Yeah, uh, Dr. Fox is awesome. Plus, he's got a really wide mouth, so it'd be probably really good for other things. And a really long tongue. See? Chuck? Um, I gotta go with Dr. Nick, hands down. Um, uh, I like there's actually one scene in The Simpsons where he's about to like do surgery on somebody. It looks like he's about to like inject them with some kind of anesthesia, and then he just injects himself. Uh, he's just such a fun character. Hilarious. Uh, gotta go with Dr. <laughs> Nick. Uh, another vote for well, actually, a vote for Doctor Nick. Uh, Alan, uh, I would like to make a request, uh, and this is a geek fights first. I'd like to request I go last on this for very good reason that that won't will not be apparent now. Can I, can I go last? Sure, Mike. Oh, okay, thank you. Uh, let's see. Alan's going last, uh, so if I vote for. Uh, Flocks, he wins. And uh, then Alan going last is meaningless. Yes, which would be awesome. Uh, oh! <laughs> steal oh, his thunder. Steal his thunder, sir. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. I actually was going to vote for um, uh, Nick Riviera because I, I like The Simpsons more than I like Enterprise. I really didn't watch that much. If I watched more of it, uh, I, I might change my mind. Um and uh, plus, I'm just kind of curious to see what Alan has to say. Alan? I, I usually never ask this. Um, or I, I make it a point never to ask this. But what's the vote right now? Is it two to two? Well, of course. Otherwise, Dr. Flox would be moving on and your thunder would have been stolen. But it okay. is all tied up and it does it's, come it's, down to you. It's Dr. Flox. I'm gonna use my, I'll use my argument on the uh, next round. It's Dr. Flox. Why did it? What? <laughs> No, well, I guess, yeah. Flox. Why did you? uh, Dr. Flox is moving on. (coughs) And was always moving on. All you had to say was Dr. Flox and Dr. Flox would have been moving on and you wouldn't have had to. Anyway, I didn't know. I didn't know what the score was. Totally voting against Dr. Flox next time. You know, I am very (laughs) tempted to vote against him now, but. But Don't be dicks. Everybody change your vote. You can't say it's Dr. Flox. Don't do it. (laughs) Uh, next fight. 
it is Doctor Evil versus Doctor Strange Love. Uh, and it's got to be Doctor Evil. I, I think I voted against Doctor Evil just to vote for, so I could say I'm your Huckleberry. But uh, Doctor Evil in Austin Powers Two, the Spy Who Shagged Me, is one of the greatest things that ever happened to co- uh, comedy history. Uh, the whole dancing scene with Mini Mean, uh, me, all of that stuff, all of it is amazing. So I, I've I've definitely got to go with Doctor Evil. Uh, Chuck. The Alan Parsons Project. Uh, yeah, I got to go with Dr. Evil. He's great. Uh, I really love James Bond, and he does, it's a great parody of uh, kind of like a James Bond villains while at the same time kind of becoming its own thing. Uh, um, and uh, Mike Myers is just really hilarious as the character, so I got to go with that. I like Dr. Strangelove, but uh, uh, if I was just going to sit down casually watch a movie, I'd probably rather watch an Austin Powers movie because it's a little more light and... Uh, uh, fun as opposed to Doctor Strange, though it's more of a dark comedy. Great movie, but uh, I really like Doctor Evil. More Doctor Evil love, Alan. I probably shouldn't tell him he's still muted, should I? Oh, that's funny because I was totally talking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is a direct shout out to uh, the, the very beautiful and uh, good friend of mine, good friend of Mr. Paul Wolf, as a matter of fact, uh, Miss Aaron Alden, um, who is also a fan of a show on KFI six forty Los Angeles, a guy by a guy named hosting Brian Suits, who does a show called Dark Secret Place, um, and this came up a couple of weekends ago, and. Uh, I think Kirk, or not Kirk, goddammit, um, was mentioning the uh, the Nazi doctor not belonging in, or being kind of strange that he's even there in Doctor Strangelove. And and he's there, the Nazi doctor's there for two reasons. Reason number one, and this is totally crib from the Dark Secret Place radio show. Reason number one is the uh, the Nazi doctors that were working with rocketry in, in World War II. That was one of the reasons why uh, they were absorbed by the American government post-World War II. The other reason, which a lot of people don't know, and again, the only reason I know this is because I heard it on Brian Suit's show, um, is after World War II, America's enemy became the Russians. The obvious enemy uh, became the Russians. So for for counterintelligence and espionage and spy penetration, the people that had the most experience penetrating the KGB uh, and penetrating Russian intelligence were the Nazis. So what America did is America took full-on Nazi full party member spies and absorbed them into the uh, American intelligence community. And these guys were full Nazis. They never uh, they never renounced their Nazism and all that shit. They just happened to have um, experience fighting the Russians, which we wanted, which is kind of fucked up. But that's the price of uh, how all that shit goes. So that's kind of the backstory behind uh, Doctor Strangelove. Probably more so because of the rocketry background. Um, that being said, Doctor Strangelove. And uh, that character in that movie, I think, is a little bit too campy and not, he's just not the greatest thing. Uh, Dr. Evil, on the other hand, is an incredible character. And I got to go with Dr. Evil. Mike? Uh, I'm going to vote for, for Dr. Strangelove. Um, and uh, primarily because, uh, you know, and it's funny you said that he was too campy and yet you're voting for Dr. Evil. Uh, Dr. Evil in the first Austin Powers movie, I thought was fantastic. I thought he was a great, uh, Blofeld parody. Uh, but each subsequent movie, it got broader and sillier and stupider. I don't like mini me. I thought that was kind of a dumb idea. And then he becomes Austin Powers brother. Uh, if, if there had only been one Austin Powers movie, 
uh, then I think it would be Dr. Evil. But, uh, you know, it, it just went from being uh, a parody of something else to being self-parody and, and Mike Myers kind of mugging. Uh, and, and it, you know, it really just became continuously less funny until the Austin Powers franchise essentially died after the third one. Um, Strange Love, uh, the movie and the character had the had the decency to only be around one time uh, and and be great doing what they were doing. Uh, he continually refers to the president and as mein Führer. Uh, he he was a Nazi. Uh, that actually is very you know like Alan said that is very realistic. It was it was actually called Project Paperclip, where they uh, they brought the Nazis. The Nazis actually. Uh, when Berlin was falling, they ran to the Allies because they knew that we would take them in and uh, treat them well, and they knew that the Russians would do horrible, horrible things to them. Uh, all of this is real history. Uh, Nazis have been a part of the uh, Central Intelligence Agency uh, since it started, um, and uh, you know, just a, a clever, interesting political parody. Whereas Doctor Evil, although it started off good, just became you know essentially a, a cheap joke. So strange love. I changed my vote. I changed my vote to Dr. Strange love. That argue, that argument was too solid. It's all tied up. Comes down to you, Christy, which one takes the win that that's it's tied up with me changing my vote. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I changed my vote to Dr. Strange love. And Dr. Strange love will be moving on because I'm, I'm, I just don't Austin powers. Isn't my type of humor. Dr. Strange love is much more entertaining to me. That's it. And Strange Love is moving on. We're on to our next fight. It's for a spot in the final four. Chuck, this one is yours. It is the EMH from Voyager versus Dr. Pepper. Hmm. Okay. Uh, this is a tough one. Um, <laughs> uh, part of me wants to vote for Dr. Pepper, but uh, I'm going to go with the EMH because, again, he's one of my favorite Star Trek characters. Uh, Voyager, I used to be a lot, very indifferent towards or not even like, but... Maybe as time went on and I just ran out of things to watch, I came around to appreciate it more. But out of the whole show, I think he's basically the best thing about it. Uh, uh, my favorite character, because um, he's funny, uh, complex. Uh, uh, the actor does a fantastic job. Um, and uh, don't get me wrong, Dr. Pepper is great. But even if we live in a world without Dr. Pepper, we could always fall back on uh, the man who wasn't a doctor, Mr. Pibb. Um, Ooh. Oh. For the EMH, uh, Alan. Man, you know what this, Chuck? You know what that reminds me of um, American Dad when they go on the Mister Pib. You know that like they love Mister Pib. They want to yeah. go Mister. They want to go to the Mister Pib factory tour, and the guy giving the tour is all like all annoyed that they even like Mister Pib. <laughs> 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 you know I love Mister Pib. Um, and uh, man. And for that reason, also because I look like, well, I can't say that. I look like the MH, kind of. Um, I'm going with the MH. He transcends. He trans. He'll be more solid. He, I, I got to go with the serious, uh, serious choice on this. And uh, the MH, uh, he transcends Voyager. He is. He is the data. He is the Odo uh, of Voyager. Um, it's the MH. You know, just because he's the only character on a show that went for seven years and had any kind of fucking character development, he's not the greatest character in the world. No, no, no. But he's solid. I mean, he's not just he's not just great because uh, he's the only guy that's not shitty on that show. 
He's he is a great character. Anyway, uh, Mike. Uh, I will vote for the EMH. Uh, I still don't like uh, Dr. Pepper. Um, according to Wikipedia, the U.S. Patent Office recognizes December first, eighteen eighty-five, as the first time Dr. Pepper was served. It was introduced nationally in the United States at the nineteen oh four Louisiana Purchase Exposition as a kind of soda pop made with 23 flavors. Its introduction in 1885 preceded the introduction of Coca-Cola by one year, and yet none of those 23 flavors were cocaine or morphine or anything that made all the other <laughs> other beverages awesome back in the day. So fuck Dr. Pepper, EMH. Christy? I still hate Dr. Pepper, too. Um, And, yes, there was, the EMH probably was the only person that had any real character development on Voyager, but I still would have liked him. You know, um, I liked the episode where Dr. Lewis Zimmerman goes to take, you know, notes about Bashir on DS nine to make him into, um, a holographic holographic doctor. um, and I, I enjoy, I mean, he's essentially the same character, you know, he's modeled after that doctor. Um, so I, I don't agree that he was the only good part of Voyager and doesn't hold up against anything else in Star Trek. I think it was very interesting and he gave us a lot to think about with, um, you know, hologram rights, like, you know, when they came out with the Mark II, that was Andy Dick. Um, they were using the Mark ones to like do mining and shit. Like they were mindless automatons and they're not They're You know, this EMH proved that they can gain sentience, even though we knew that from, um, TNG with, uh, Moriarty, but, um, that's way more interesting than Dr. Pepper. Let my photons be free. Uh, that, yeah, that's right. Nice, that's a good one. Yeah, but I, I, my point wasn't that he's not a good character or anything like that. He's just not the greatest character in the history of the world. I'm, I'm sorry. He's better than Dr. Pepper. No, he's not, because I still enjoy Dr. Pepper to this day. Uh, he's he, no Mr. Pib. I, I, that's right. I, I'm not. I'm not watching Voyager at this point in time. I probably won't watch Voyager ever again. And I watched Voyager three times in a row. Now well, not in a row, but three times. I watched them all, every episode, three times. And uh, Doctor is my favorite character on that show. I enjoy him greatly. Uh, I just think that because the rest of the cast, and not everybody, but the majority of the cast was so off-putting and appalling to me that he, he seems to shine a little bit brighter, but he doesn't. If you put him on to one of the other shows, he still a top character, no doubt. I'm not not saying that he isn't. I just don't think he he shines as much as he does. Uh, I think it's he's just the fucking diamond in the rough. Plus, I'm buying a uh, Dr. Pepper shirt right now that says, I'm a bath salts enjoyer. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Because I can do that, I can't do anything with an EMH because they don't fucking exist. I'm voting for Dr. Pepper, but the EMH, the Andy Dick version, is moving on into the final four. We are on to our next fight. Alan, this one is yours. It is the free clinic doctor versus Dr. Watson. Man, I have, I had the wrong person written down. Um, I have to go historical relevance 
um, in the future, a hundred, not even a hundred years, four years from now when Obamacare is implemented and no one has to worry about paying doc for doctor bills or medical insurance or any of that stuff. Free clinics will be a thing of the past. Well, they won't be a thing of the past. Every clinic will be a free clinic. Um, and the free clinic doctor will be nothing special. But Dr. Watson was an incredible character that was interpreted multiple times from Jordy to the Basil Rathbone era, from the guy from the office era, and incarnations in the future. Um, Dr. Watson will continue to be enjoyed. So I have to go with the literarily relevant uh, character here, person here, individual here, and that is that is Dr. Watson. A vote for Dr. Watson. Mike? I am going to vote for Julian Bashir because it looks like at this point we we're going to have three other Star Trek, or we might have three other Star Trek characters in the final four, so let's make it four. He'd work at the free clinic. Yeah. I mean, basically, that is, that's what Starfleet does, so I guess a vote for the free clinic doctor is a vote for a Star Trek doctor, which is also what I'm going to vote for. Woo! So, two free clinic doctor votes. One for Dr. Watson. Uh, yeah, it's it's gotta be Dr. Watson. Uh, fuck your Star Trek and, uh, and uh, fuck your Doctor Who. I'm voting for Dr. Watson. <laughs> the OG motherfucker. Uh, Chuck. Um, yeah, I'm going for Dr. Watson too. Uh, he was actually kind of a badass. He fought in Afghanistan, uh, um, prescribed crazy drugs to people, uh, uh, cataloged all the great cases of one of the greatest minds of his time. Um, and I'm sure he uh, would be willing to serve as a free clinic doctor if need be. So uh, I'm going with the Watson. And Dr. Watson is into the final four. Mike, this next one is yours. It is Dr. McCoy versus Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas. I will vote for Leonard McCoy because he's a doctor, not an orangutan. You're just going to do that every <laughs> round. Uh, <laughs> Christy. Well, clap your hands and jump for joy. I got a clean bill of health from Dr. McCoy. <laughs> You know that episode. <laughs> uh, Everybody loves the way to eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm voting for Dr. Zayas because. <laughs> oh, come on. In a physical fight, Dr. Zayas would rip uh, Dr. McCoy apart. That uh, is true. But Dr. McCoy could. Le- he knows how to fix that with like Dr. a McCoy regenerator. Has uh, hydrocortisone shots that would uh, give him superior strength like. Uh, Spock had in a muck time, or Kirk had in a muck time. Yeah. Okay. Wait. 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 Okay. Um. Uh. The one where he accidentally gets injected and goes through the. Oh, what does the what's the fucking name of that? Super Guardian of Forever. Episode? Yeah, Guardian of Forever. He you mean totally City on the Edge of City on the Edge of Forever? But the thing is called Guardian of Forever, or just the Guardian? Yeah, it was just the Guardian. Yeah, Guardian. Yeah. Oh, well, well, I think they would probably be evenly matched. No, they oh, wouldn't. Oh, come on. Yes, they would. Because it's the future. Spock is two times stronger than a human. He He's twice the human strength. 
an orangutan is about 10 times stronger than a human being. So uh, even but this if, is not a regular orangutan. It is a future orangutan, and they we, have uh, lost their probably, strength due yeah, to their uh, increased uh, mental capacity, much as humans have. Uh, not in the much-loved Tim Burton version. I am going <laughs> with <laughs> Dr. Well, just Sam. on that. No, just based on that alone, you should vote for Dr. Just because it's going to upset everybody. Uh, Chuck? Um, I really like in the episode uh, Space Seed when Khan kind of ambushes McCoy and kind of has his uh, hand around his throat and like a scalpel in his neck. And McCoy goes, uh, well, what are you going to do? Choke me or cut me? Make up your mind. And then he uh, eventually lets him go. And I, I like to believe that McCoy would uh, somehow outwit uh, Dr. Zayas. Uh, and um, as much as I like Planet of the Apes, I think Dr. McCoy is a much more fun character so mccoy uh, another vote for dr mccoy and alan this this is actually a uh, surprisingly difficult fight um star trek's dr leonard mccoy it, versus, it, it, it really isn't that difficult because it's already been I, decided i want to make my argument anyway okay you try to uh, make us change our minds, you know. I could, I could come up with an argument that could sway some votes. It's never too late on geek fights. Um, so, Doctor McCoy versus uh, Planet of the Apes, Doctor Zayas. The thing everybody remembers Doctor McCoy, and everybody has fond feelings for Doctor McCoy. But the bottom line is, Doctor McCoy is a, a crotchety fucking complainer that bitches about everything, as opposed to Doctor Zayas. Dr. Zayas is not only the star of a Broadway play, uh, incredibly, incredibly great dancer, incredibly great, great vocalist. He's also an intellectual. When presented with uh, the idea or concept that humans can talk in um, it Planted the Apes, he didn't just dismiss it. He considered it, considered it, did his research with caring and understanding. Well, maybe these humans can talk. And then, you know, well, maybe we should help them. Maybe humans should not be, you know, treated like cattle, treated like this. I would much rather be uh, treated and deal with Dr. Zayas than I would. I mean, imagine if you went to Dr. McCoy, they got to be like, get the fuck out. Where's my mint julep? Dr. Zayas is a much more intellectual and understanding individual. And that's why Dr. Zayas should be going on for best doctor. Oh, you want to get rid of the human. Uh, I'm changing my vote. I'm changing my vote to Dr. McCoy. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Come on. <laughs> We're on to our next fight. McCoy is into the final four. Christy, this one is yours. It is Dr. Flox versus Dr. Strangelove. Well, Dr. Strangelove, the movie, is much better than Enterprise, the series. But Dr. Phlox, um, he may not be um, people's favorite doctor when they think of favorite doctors from Star Trek. But if I had to choose between McCoy, Crusher, Pulaski, Bashir, any of them, I would... I would want Dr. Phlox to make me better. Like, and I'm not just talking about like sexual attraction or anything. Um, like he just, he's just, he's, he holds like 20 degrees in different medical fields. And I, I just, he's just, he's just a nice 
and a better doctor. So, Dr. Flox. A vote for Dr. Flox. Uh, yeah, I'll go Flox. Chuck? I'm going to go with Strange Love so it doesn't become the battle of the Star Trek doctors at the end here. I like Dr. Flox. Uh, he's a cool character, but um, and I even like Enterprise. Uh, I think it kind of got uh, a bad rap. Uh, still a fun show, especially the last two seasons of it. But um, Dr. Flox I like, but uh, out of all the Star Trek doctors, I wouldn't maybe I wouldn't put him in the top three. Uh, uh, so uh, I'm going to go for Dr. Strange Love. Wait, you wouldn't put him in the top three? He's totally in the top three. Nope. Wow. Uh, Alan. Uh, it's it's Dr. Phlox all the way, without even thinking about it. Mike? Uh, I think uh, Dr. Phlox shouldn't be on here, and Julian Bashir should be, so I will vote for Dr. Strangelove. You had the opportunity to put Julian Bashir on here, and you didn't. That's because uh, there were other doctors I preferred. Oh, well, that's why Dr. Julian Bashir did not make the list. Dr. Flox is in the final four. We've got the EMH versus Dr. Watson and Dr. McCoy versus Dr. Flox. The first doctor versus the last doctor. Uh, it's EMH versus Dr. Watson. Um, EMH will fade into obscurity. Don't get me wrong. The doctor from Voyager is cool, but eventually... Star Trek will go away because it's what ends up happening to everything. Uh, so far, Dr. Watson has been around for 100 years. I think he'll be around for 100 more. Uh, not saying that the EMH doesn't have longevity and couldn't have longevity, but the show ended 13 years ago and we're kind of talking about it. What is it? 12 years ago. I think it was 2001. But it, it ended a while ago, and slowly but surely, all the Voyager fans will die because that's what we do, and Voyager kind of goes away. Um, all the original Dr. Watson fans are dead and have been dead since before your parents were born, since maybe before your grandparents were born. But, you know, it all depends. But uh, Dr. Watson is a doctor that will stand the test of time as one of the best sidekicks and one of the best medical doctors. He fixed a lot of a lot of uh, ailments at the time, and was was a uh, one of the first forensic scientists people talk about. He's like doing forensic science and shit like that, along with Sherlock Holmes. But I'm going to go with Doctor Watson, Chuck. Um. Yeah. Um. Uh, I will say this is best doctor, and in terms of actual skill of a doctor, the EMH has more information, could probably cure uh, more things and stuff like that. However, there's also an iteration of uh, Dr. Watson in uh, something called something like Sherlock Holmes in like the 22nd or 23rd century, where uh, Dr. Watson is still alive as sort of like a pseudo robot slash android and is uh, still helping out a, a modern version of uh, a futuristic <laughs> version of Sherlock Holmes. So I'm voting for the cyborg version of Dr. Watson. A vote for Dr. Watson. Alan. I'm voting for the EMH, and the reason why is because I've actually met Robert Picardo, and the guy, and I, did I meet him? I met him at the Comic-Con, San Diego, a couple years back, and there was no one around, no one around to get his autograph, no one around talking to him, no one around paying any attention to him, and the guy was incredibly cool, unlike Brent Spiner. Uh, complete nice guy. Uh, I'm going with the EMH. 
uh, vote for EMH. Mike? Uh, I am going to vote for Dr. Watson. Um, I actually disagree, Damon. I think Star Trek uh, will stand the test of time as well as uh, Sherlock Holmes. Uh, I think uh, it will stand the test of time even better than Sherlock Holmes. Um, And the EMH will be one of those things that kind of is remembered for Voyager. But we also have to remember that uh, Dr. Watson actually is in Star Trek Next Generation. Uh, He is Geordi LaForge in the the holodeck program. Um, And Geordi LaForge would know how to deprogram the EMH. So, Watson. Oh, wow. I can e- even go further and dismantle that even, even more because he's the reason why that there are EMHs that are, he's, he's a progenitor. Dr. Watson Jordy is the guy that created, uh, what do you call that? Moriarty. Moriarty. Yeah. So anyway, Christy, you guys are fucking dicks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just didn't want Star think- Trek versus Star Trek at the end. I think that um, the fact that there is a Sherlock Holmes holodeck program, it just suggests that we should probably vote for Dr. Watson. I mean, it, I, I agree with Mike. I think that Star Trek will stand the test of time. It will be around forever, as long as Sherlock Holmes. It's just that it got a head start. Um, but until there is a Sherlock Holmes interpretation with star trek in it i don't think that we can vote for star trek against dr watson and i say this now but we'll see what what happens in the next round i'll vote for dr watson dr watson is into the finals we're on to our next fight chuck this one is yours it is dr mccoy versus dr Watson. Um, to my mind, it's no contest here. Dr. McCoy, uh, is the better character, first, uh, uh, character. And, um, I forget who was saying that, uh, he's kind of, uh, you know, whiny, complainy kind of guy, but that's the charm uh, of him. And plus, again, uh, jumping back to a previous episode, Alan points out there's nothing more badass than Dr. McCoy rocking the huge beard and the gigantic medallion in a motion picture. So, uh, damn it, Jim, I gotta go with McCoy. A vote for Dr. McCoy. Alan. This is not as cut and dry as everyone thinks it is. Um, Dr. McCoy is cranky. Dr. McCoy doesn't get a lot done. Yeah, he can remove and reinstall Spock's brain, but only with the help of alien technology. And if a fight, if there is a fight um, between Dr. McCoy and Dr. Phlox, McCoy would step up with the beard, wearing the medallion, and Phlox would just simply say, excellent medallion, Dr. McCoy. And he would totally fuck him up with a fucking blood worm or whatever the hell it is. On top of that, I have done, an inc- or not done, but it, you guys, every, everybody's obviously uh, familiar with the, uh, the podcast, Truck Cast. I did an incredible interview with John Billingsley. He plays Dr. Dr. Flocks. That's in Trek, TrekCast episode 71. The title of the show is Chunk My Flocks Up. And as a complete unknown, and I was drunk out of my fucking mind. And you could tell. 
Uh, did you hear the episode? Did you hear the interview? Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> I was fucked up. And uh, John Billingsley was just an incredible guy, a nice guy, did the interview. And the thing about John Billingsley is when he walks into the room, um, he isn't there with this attitude of like, hey, I'm an actor. Oh, sh- this is re- this really sucks. I have to put up with the fans. Oh, man, here's a fan. Well, I got to act friendly to get their $25 for a fucking autograph. He enjoys being at these conventions. He f- appreciates being at these conventions. Um, I, every interview I've heard of him about him, he is a complete stand-up guy. Not only that, his character, Dr. Flox on Enterprise, um, incredibly deep from the coming up with a cure to save an entire civilization, but stuck with the, the concept of, of dooming uh, or, or repressing the natural evolution of another part of the civilization. Um, just incredible depth to the character and incredible acting, incredible nice guy. And what do you like about McCoy? You like that he was in the original series. He has one tagline, I'm an X, uh, not a fucking, you know, I'm a doctor, not an X. I mean, he's kind of a one note thing. He's kind of talks shit. He doesn't like, you know, his basic thing, he doesn't like Spock and he has a shitty attitude. And um, Urban portrayed him incredibly well and actually probably better than the original guy. I, I really liked DeForest Kelly, and he was great. Dr. Phlox is a superior character in the Star Trek universe. I, I'm not going to go as far as say he's a better person in real life because I'm not going to put down uh, DeForest Kelly. But uh, the choice here, not surprisingly, is Dr. Phlox. A vote for Phlox. Mike. Uh, I am going to vote for Dr. McCoy and not with the, because he's a doctor, not a something because Phlox is also a doctor. Uh, But uh, it is definitely McCoy. You know, everything you said about uh, the actor who played Phlox uh, could be said about DeForest Kelly. I've seen him uh, at conventions before he passed. Uh, You had, he still been alive. He probably would have enjoyed the fact that you were drunk because uh, when, when I saw him uh, fans would actually give him uh bottles of booze uh, mccoy certainly enjoyed uh the the alcohol every now and again and uh one i will invoke the formby corollary no dr mccoy no dr Flox. uh but even more than that i think mccoy was more essential to the show uh enterprise was kind of an ensemble show in a lot of ways archer was certainly the lead but then everybody else kind of fell in line and that's sort of what happened with star trek down the road but original series was Kirk and Spock and McCoy. McCoy was part of that kind of trinity. Uh, Spock was the head. Uh, McCoy was the heart. And Kirk was the soul. Uh, McCoy was the expression of, of the humanistic opinion or perspective, uh, which I think in a lot of ways was Roddenberry's perspective. Uh, he is the one that basically talked about the, the feelings in the heart. And, and I don't think he actually had a dislike for Spock. I think it was a, it was a conflict between the two just because that was, that's kind of what made star Trek work was the conflict between conflict between heart and head. So uh, just as we've given Spock a lot of love on this show, I think McCoy deserves every, every bit the same amount of love because he really kind of plays much the same role. So for me, it's uh it's McCoy all the way. A uh, vote for McCoy, Christy. Oh, man, I don't know. 
That, it, I mean, um, I was going to vote for McCoy. And then Alan said all that wonderful stuff about flocks. And I agreed with everything that Alan said. And then Mike went, and I agree with everything he said about McCoy. And but Mike, there, Mike was lying. No, he wasn't. And there, you know, he has a lot more character development in the movies. You know, um, like... Uh, Remember the scene where his <laughs> and, dad died? Yeah, I was going to say in, in five. <laughs> um, where he had to... He couldn't cure his dad, and he had to decide to kill him, to euthanize him because he, he was begging him to do that. It, it's That was hard to watch. Um, and I just think that modern television gives Dr. Phlox the um, resources and time to be developed into a, a have more depth um, than 60s television for Dr. McCoy. And I'm going to vote. I, I would vote for McCoy, but I'm going to vote for Flocks because it'll tie it up and then I won't have anything to do with deciding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. It's Flocks. It's all tied up. It has come down to me. And uh, I'm the one that put uh, Dr. McCoy on here. And I did not correct a single one of you the whole entire time. It's Dr. Hank McCoy. Also known as the Beast from the X Men, that is who I put on this list. Not your goddamn Star Trek doctor. And that is who I'm voting for now. I changed my vote to the Beast. (laughs) (laughs) I thought about that before we started, but I wasn't going to say anything. Nobody ever mentioned it. I actually, no, I'm joking. I did put on the original Star Trek doctor, the heart of Star Trek. Oh. I love Fox. Fox is my, he has moved from, no, he's, he's, he's uh, my second favorite. Cause my favorite is Julian Bashir, but I didn't put him on the list. Damon, Damon, John Billingsley told me when I was doing, during his interview, I said, Hey, you have no idea who, how many Star Trek fans really enjoy your character. And, and he knows that enterprise is amongst the least favorite of the Star Trek franchises. And he said, Hey, I, I just hope People uh, real out there realize that I appreciate, uh, you know, all their all, all their fandom, and I really appreciate being at these conventions. Yeah, that's that's fine. Uh, I'm still voting for Doctor McCoy. Uh, <laughs> I I have nothing against it, oh! but it, it's McCoy. Uh, the the Jared Formby corollary really works here. Wait, but Flox is before McCoy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In, in, in the Star <laughs> yeah. Trek timeline, but I feel in like- our physical timeline, if McCoy isn't a successful character, mm-hmm. they don't use doctors again. Yes, but we we who us Star Trek fans don't live in the real world. We go by Star Trek timelines, not by it not by real timelines. A single <laughs> difference because he because of Doctor McCoy when uh, when uh, what's her name. Uh, Beverly Crusher, Crusher. Gates Mc- when when she left the show, they still had to have a doctor. They they didn't go well. You know, we don't need a doctor because that that character wasn't real. Because if you go back and watch those early seasons, she wasn't the third wheel. She was just a, 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 a an ensemble cast member. But because the holy trinity of Star Trek was the captain, 
the first officer and the doctor. They had to have a doctor. You can't have a doctor. And because of Dr. McCoy, because of his portrayal, they, they don't, all, not all the Star Trek series have a helmsman. There, there's, a, there's a guy there, but not all of them have to have a helmsman. Not all of them have to have a Sulu. Uh, Enterprise has a Sulu. Uh, I don't think, uh, no, Voyager doesn't have a Sulu. And, and obviously, uh, Watchman Jigger doesn't have a Sulu. Deep I thought Harry it. Kim was the Sulu. No, Harry he, Kim is a Sulu. No, yeah. he's not. Yeah, I thought he was a navigator. He's not the navigator. Why? No, he just well, what is he? He's Tom Paris is a pilot, but... but uh, yeah, but I thought you know. that... No, Harry Kim is the uh, chief operations officer. They have to, the next generation, they had to have a doctor because Riker had chlamydia and he <laughs> <had> penicillin. <laughs> but anyway, McCoy is into the finals. Let's finish this thing off. It is Dr. Watson versus Dr. McCoy. Uh, Alan, that fight is yours. Uh, man, Dr. Watson versus Dr. McCoy. This, uh, I mean, without real, it's got to be, it's got to be Trek. It's got to be, it's got to be Dr. McCoy. Um, Dr. Watson, I'll just, I haven't really thought about this, but the, but the, the plus sides of Dr. Watson is that it is a, he's from a deductive reasoning style of storytelling that didn't exist. Uh, it, it was, it was an innovator of its genre. Um, it's it's very interesting. The downside is that it is very easy to parody. For example, um, it's one of those things where you're, where once you hear, you watch the story, once you see the solution, you can kind of go back and oh yeah, this little thing that would be impossible to detect um, while the story is being told would. Uh, give a kind of indication of what the solution was, but it's impossible to tell you. You would never be able to tell that. And it's kind of a cheap device and it's a device that's used over and over and over again. And you're always surprised at the reveal. It's very formulaic. Um, and, and the thing of Sherlock Holmes is this device where there's no fucking way in hell that you would be able to tell, um, what the outcome would be. You know, that's kind of just like, it's just a surprise. The world of Star Trek and uh, Dr. McCoy, uh, more so than in any other, uh, any of the other series is such a main character. Uh, so many different circumstances. And like I said in the past, this is a little shout out to Jared here. Um, Star Trek five being possibly the greatest of all the Star Trek movies because William Shatner, the only man that can truly understand and define the interactions between the characters. And I'm directly referencing the campfire scene between Kirk, Spock, and, uh, and McCoy, where you uh, really understand this is how these guys are in their off time and the incredible depth um, and the, a complete and total triumph of the chemistry between these characters and these actors uh, all the way from there, from that incredible high point to the cheap jokes of I'm a doctor, not an X, which is parodied throughout modern entertainment. And everybody gets that joke. Even people that are not Star Trek fans. Um, Star Trek 
while Sherlock Holmes will be an in- interesting classic, um, Star Trek is pop culture from the 60s, pop culture from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and now beyond and, and years and years to come before or long after we're all gone, there will be incarnations of Star Trek will be classics of their contemporary eras. The winner here, the best doctor is Dr. McCoy. I'll vote for Dr. McCoy over Sherlock Holmes, not Dr. Watson. Okay. Uh, Mike, the Sherlock Holmes series. I I will also vote for McCoy. I mean, certainly I've I've said uh, my piece about McCoy, uh, repeatedly uh but the main thing here and, and you know damon you, you mentioned something that got me thinking is you know star trek has always had a doctor but they haven't had uh other roles i mean a captain uh they haven't had science officers there's always not, not even like kind of a first officer in, in in many ways um and that's because the doctor is is sort of essential to star trek and being a doctor is essential to mccoy whereas watson his primary role is sidekick his secondary role is um chronicler and then really his tertiary role is doctor he doesn't have to be a doctor necessarily to to play his his kind of key role in in the sherlock Holmes story but mccoy if he's not a doctor he's not really a part of star trek so being a doctor is really what McCoy is all about. Being a doctor is just sort of incidental to Watson. He's mostly a sidekick and a chronicler. So McCoy. A vote for McCoy. Christy. These are two enduring characters. They're both intelligent and methodical. They will both live on for a very long time, but... Um, the thing that McCoy has that Watson doesn't have is that people feel and connect with McCoy in a way that you just can't with Watson. And I'm not saying that um, the Doyle books are dry in any sense. I I, lo- I love the Sherlock Holmes books, but it's it you just don't have that same connection that you do with Doctor McCoy. You, you care about him. You care about his interaction with with the crew, with Spock, with, with Kirk. You know, you care about him in that scene where you have to watch him kill his dad in Star Trek V. Um, it's just, it, it's this is a lot easier than I thought the final two were going to, it was going to go down. So, Dr. McCoy. I'll vote for Doc McCoy. Um... Yeah, I, I, most of us, I think it's going to be the first clean sweep of the episode, and it's going to be on this fight. It's going to be, I, I'm probably going to vote for Dr. McCoy. Uh, and I, I do want to, I, I, I did say earlier, I, I don't know, you know, if it wasn't for JJ Trek, I don't know that McCoy lives on. Uh, I, think, uh, I think because of JJ Trek is, is the reason why McCoy now transcends being DeForest Kelly and becoming his own character for other people to live in and breathe in. Uh, Dr. Watson is more than just, you know, I'm, I'm going to vote for Watson here. Holy shit. Dr. Watson is more than just that character from those first few books. Dr. Watson is, is an archetype now. 
uh, who's in lots and lots and lots of different things, played by lots and lots of different people, written in lots and lots of different ways. Uh, Dr. Watson is <clears throat> one of those essential characters. He is one of the first sidekicks. Uh, is he a sidekick? Is he not? Uh, he, he's essential. And we never said it was medical doctor. I mean, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., I don't think he was a medical doctor. I think he was some other kind of doctor. No, but Dr. Watson is a medical doctor. He was an army medic. But yeah, but Martin Luther King was an honorary doctor, I think. Yeah, he had a doctorate. Yeah, doc, honorary doctorate. Yeah, uh, but I, I, I'm, I don't... I'm pretty sure Dr. J wasn't a real doctor either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was, was a doctor a, of the hoop. Was, hey, Mike, Mike Tyson has honorary doctorates. <laughs> also, <laughs> there's lots of people who have I honorary. almost put Stephen Colbert on this list. That's right. He's Dr. Stephen Colbert <laughs> DFA, right? Isn't that what it is? Yeah. Uh, but Dr. Watson, a I, I, hundred years from now, I don't know if McCoy is going to be around. A hundred years from now, I know that Dr. Watson's going to be around because he's already, he's already stood the test of a hundred years. If it wasn't for JJ Trek, McCoy, the last appearance of McCoy is 1986, right? 87. 87. No, it'll be Star Trek 6. Oh, is it Star? Yeah, Star Trek 6. But I was just thinking in the Star Trek timeline. But but his uh, his last appearance is in 1991. And then he kind of starts to fade away because that's what happens when you don't breathe new life into these characters. And Dr. Watson is a character that is constantly having new life breathed into it. Because right now, Lucy Liu is on a very popular television show playing Dr. Watson. Uh, so Dr. Watson, I think, will transcend uh, the test of time. And I'm going to be voting for Dr. Watson unless Chuck can somehow sway me into giving Dr. McCoy a clean sweep. Chuck? Um, yeah, I mean, to be frank, I could wax poetic about McCoy, but almost everything I would want to say about him has been said. Um, and... Uh, uh, I like uh, Dr. Watson. Uh, these are both really great uh, fictional doctors. Um, but also, I think in terms of uh, being a best doctor, in other words, being a better skilled doctor, I don't think that uh, Dr. Watson would be able to uh, transplant a brain from uh, one body to another or, um, you know, uh, within the framework of 50 minutes, come up with some life-saving cure for the entire ship. Could, so, could uh, he fix a Horda? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about exactly. the Horda? Yeah, exactly. He's even curing different life forms, silicon-based. So, um, you know, I could ramble on and on, but uh, I agree with most of what's been said about Dr. McCoy. Uh, and for those reasons and more, I'm, I'm going for him. And Dr. McCoy is the winner. But of course, we're absolutely wrong because we're always absolutely wrong. Blah, blah, blah. Yakety schmackety. Uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, does anybody have anything they'd like to plug? Uh, Christy? Nope. Chuck? <laughs> uh, no, I'm good. Alan? I have a whole mailbag full of crap to plug. <laughs> um, man, first of all, I'd like to say hi to uh, my incredibly beautiful friend, Miss, Miss, uh, Mrs. Aaron Alden. Um, my good friend, uh, Jim E., my other good friend, Miss Lisa E. I uh, hope that crap works out. My incredibly, the most politically central, the most uh, objective, politically objective individual, individual on the planet, Mr. Paul Wolf. Uh, uh, I'd also like to throw a very special shout out 
to uh, my friend Johnny Munoz from Sequence Jiu-Jitsu and also Tall Munoz on her uh, work that's going to be progressing immediately on her nursing degree. Also, Alan Superglue Martinez on his nursing degree. Um, also, uh, Robert Martinez on his delving into his nursing program. Um, and I'd also like to make a few projections on the um, on the uh, upcoming 2013 Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu World Championships. Johnny Munoz is going to take gold. I'm also predicting Johnny Munoz is going to take gold at the Pan Americans this year in Irvine. This is not even a prediction. It's a fucking fact. Jason Hartman is going to take gold at the Pan Americans, and he's going to fuck everybody up at the 2013 World Championships also. Other than that, uh, if you guys uh, get lucky or you guys – oh, actually, if you guys get a chance, go to TrekCast and listen to that episode uh, 71, Chunk Your Flocks Up. Uh, I was on there also doing a couple of episodes on TrekCast uh, for, called The uh, Lower Decks. And uh, a little shout-out to – uh, Seth from the Gamma Quadrant. Hope uh, hope you guys do a couple more special uh, episodes and uh, and a hall and hello. Oh, one more thing, one more last thing. Sorry, I'm so long winded here, guys. If anybody would like to send in a letter to be read in the mail room, you guys can send that to geekfights at gmail dot com. That's geekfights at gmail dot com. Check out Subspace Communique, Life After Trek. DVD Geeks, uh, Mission Log, uh, Inappropriate Conversations, Inappropriate Files, Files. I'm not talking about the Rockford Files Files anymore. <laughs> and Bye Bye Robot. Also, special thanks goes to uh, Karen for being our web presence. Check out what she's doing with the Chris Mitchell on the Geek Fights Tumblr. And Geek Chris Mitchell made a wikia. Christy Wolf helped flesh it out. Uh, you can be on there too. Just contact them in some way, shape, or form. And they will put you on the wikia. Or you just say, I want to be on the wikia. And they'll make lies up about you. It's great. Um, <laughs> and who could forget the amazing intros of Jared Formby? You can read his blog, Hey Star Trek, at www.heystartrek.net. You can also check him out on the Twitters. He's super underscore Spock. Uh, Mike? You know, uh, Damon actually mentioned uh, earlier in this episode that uh, that the Pope uh, has retired, which means uh, they they will be looking for a new Pope. And I would like to officially throw my hat in the ring for this. I am a Catholic, technically, so uh, please contact your local cardinal or whatever, and uh, and and tell them to uh, vote for for me for Pope. I would be a very good Pope. Um, anyone who has listened to the show. Uh, would would really understand that and accept that, and uh, we could do some live broadcasts for, uh, right from the Vatican. I think that would be fun. Um, until then, you can find me on the Weekend Geek Video Show on YouTube, where we preview new comics every week. You can check us out at geekfights.net, where we have lists of show ideas, the brackets we mentioned earlier, our past episodes, links to our wiki, our Facebook page, and our Tumblr. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and maybe Geek, a Geek, uh, what is it, a Xbox Music Live something. I don't know what it's called. I, I just know I can't find podcasts on there. Uh, it's hard to do. Or like us on Facebook. If you'd like to be on the panel, just contact us at geekfights at gmail.com or on Facebook or Twitter. Just look for Geek Fights or follow the links on our website. That is all it takes to join the Legion of Geeks. 
our upcoming fights are next week. Michael Caine versus Gene Hackman. <laughs> After that, best fictional prod. Any and all ideas are welcome. Then something. Until next time. <laughs> then something else. Good night. And seriously, I will take the name Pope Spock the first. I think it would be awesome. <laughs> I don't think nice. Be, I, don't think <laughs> I think you have to choose one of the other Pope names. Why? Yeah, there's a long list that already exists. Well, I'll, I will take a Pope name, and then once I'm Pope, I can change the rules, <laughs> and then I'll be Pope we, Spock. You can be Pope <laughs> Innocent, Pope Innocent the 16th. There you something. go. We all know that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> But keep fighting the geek fight. Good night. Shit.
Yeah, uh, the reason I don't like Tom Paris is because of his relationship with Valana Torres. <laughs> <laughs> she is pretty damn shitty. She's a horrible kid. So annoying. The reason I don't like Tom Paris is he's bad. a symbol of the marginalization of the white man in Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is awesome. He is. And, and, and the original series, it's all white men, pretty well, much. You got a yeah. black woman, but she's answering the phone. And, and an, an Asian, Asian guy, and he's driving. Yeah. And then in, in Next Generation, you still have kind of that same sort of thing. In Deep Space Nine, you got a black guy running the, running the show. You got a, a doctor who is uh, kind of what, I guess, Middle Eastern descent. Uh, the only white guy uh, on the show in Starfleet is, uh, what's his name? Chief, who's still cool, but he's not even a real officer. And you, yeah. get, to, uh, you get to Voyager, a woman is running the show. You got a Native American first officer. The only white guy on the show is a convict and a hologram <laughs> that they can just shut off when they want. Yeah. Star Trek is about the marginalization of the white man. Oh, I almost committed suicide like two days ago. It was great. I failed at that too. If you could see and feel STDs, would you take the risk? Would you risk passing it on to others? Or risk having it passed on to you? STDs can spread unknowingly from partner to partner, even if there are no visible symptoms. And just because you don't see it at first, doesn't mean it's not there. You ooze, you lose. Practice safe sex.